Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the one and only Knee Slap and Cape Pop Podcast. Ooh. I am here with just Kayla this time. Hello, hello. Because Sammy is still having the time of her life yes, abroad. She is. On break, as she deserves. She needs a break. She needed a break. Uh, we all the, do. This is the first time only you and I recorded a podcast since the Avatar episode, and that was like yes. the third episode <laughs> of the podcast. That's funny. It's been a hot minute. It's been a um, minute. Although this is a topic that Kayla, she might have a little bit of commentary on, but mainly she's here for A, moral, moral support, support, and B, to make sure that this thing is properly recorded. <laughs> so thank you for your help. I still don't want you just it. like talking by yourself. I feel like that's mean. I mean, I will be, though, but... Yeah, talking by myself is, I mean, you can do it, but it's just, yeah, it's it can be just a little like, bit weird. It's not as fun, podcasting like, that's why by most yourself. podcasts out there have, like, at least one or two other people, right, unless it's, right. like, a Dan Carlton-type podcast where they're just recounting history, right. and it's, like, you don't exactly. need multiple people to do that. You, for discussions like this, it's more fun to have two people to talk about something. Yes, you know? exactly. But yeah. But anyways, um, as you can see from the title, it's going to potentially be a long one. This has over 100 slides together it's a powerpoint it's so long this powerpoint it's a long is so powerpoint long. and i guess i um so as you can see from the title screen it is an introduction to korean hip-hop and and also korean r&b labels and artists um yeah because i have wanted to do this because i personally feel like there isn't so I feel like there are people who make playlists of these artists but i feel like there isn't like a okay I'm new to this. I've been listening to K-pop. You know, like, I, I remember when I first got into K-pop, I actually got into hip-hop in the indies scene and, like, R&B relatively shortly afterward because I was curious to see what else Korean music had, personally. But um, I know if this, 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 my plan for this PowerPoint is to kind of be, like, a guide. And that's what I kind of always wanted was like a guide to be like, okay, here's what you could start off with. Here's some artists to check out, some notable labels, blah, blah, blah. So you have an idea of what's happening and what's going on. I feel like there isn't really as much of a guide per se. Mm -hmm. It's kind of more so like, oh, people just talking about active artists. And it's like, well, who's who and what's what and what's going on here. Um, so I think this is an episode that's more so for beginners who have an interest, who maybe have listened to K-pop may hate it k-pop now or not hate k-pop still but kind of want to listen to something else that's related to korea but that's not ballads hip-hop and r&b is there for you if you like that genre and and or maybe you're not into k-pop at all but maybe you're someone who listens to rap and r&b a lot and just kind of wants to see what the rest of the world has to offer hey welcome welcome to welcome to this um video um, so I guess my plan, I wanted to kind of always do like an introduction for people to kind of be like, see, this is where you can start off with, get on the foot, here's people you can check out, and here's some albums to listen to, some EPs to listen to, you know, uh, singles, yada, yada, yada. And here's some artists that I like and slash, and or artists that are influential slash around in the, around the industry to check out, and here's some of the labels to be familiar with. The origins of like K-pop in general coincided with the beginnings of hip-hop and, in some ways, R&B in Korea. So they kind of go hand-in-hand, hand, even though they have branched off into kind of different aspects of the music industry since then. So I think, like, it's important to, like, also check out that history as well. But yeah, uh, so this is... Because I've never really had, like, a guy to be able to um go over 
and learn about this. I kind of had to figure it and wing it on my own based on suggestions and based on what other people have talked about. I kind of wanted to kind of make this PowerPoint presentation and in, in audio video about like recommendations I recommend to people. Um, yeah. So that's really as to the why, why? <laughs> I decided to do this. Uh, the why, why are you putting so much time making a PowerPoint about this so that uh, people can just check them out, figure out a guide. You know, I feel like you find so many guides and just articles and blogs about idols. Why not about other artists in Korea that are just as good, if not at least, let's put it this way. A lot of these rappers book K-pop idol rappers to shame, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, and you wonder why I have harder taste on them now, but, um, but yeah, that's the reason why I wanted people to um, be exposed and kind of learn more about a different aspect of the music industry in Korea. Um, and I do want to note that this is not a complete list of everyone in the industry. Oh, God, no, it's not. I feel like um, that would be impossible. It will be a lot. That would be impossible. It's impossible. To just cover every single there's, person. There's also a lot of artists, too, um, that I am purposely leaving out of this video that I love, absolutely love. And I'm heartbroken that I'm not including them. But it's, it's 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 it gets to a point where it gets a little bit too long and too much, and it is a and guide. It's and this will be plenty long. for you. To, it's pretty long. It's pretty already. long as is. It will you'll have a great picking selection for which way you want to go. I would like to make kind of a part two, but also talk about like other indie artists, rock bands, and stuff like that from Korea. But uh, I think that's for a future video more so, and there'll probably be newer and up and coming up and coming artists I can talk about as well. This is this is mainly to get familiar more so with the industry and to see who's as of the time of this recording, who are the current bigger players who have been the bigger players, some more some labels that are defunct, some that have been founded by surprisingly K-pop idols and um or labels owned by uh company larger companies that are known to um, have K-pop idols, you know, there's like the, you know, to get yourself more familiar with these people. Um, yeah. And this is in, of course, you know, a lot of this information is subject to change going forward in the future because that's how, you know, life works. Things change. Some, some of these companies, some of them could potentially become defunct. There could be other companies that rise and become huge players in this section of the music industry. You know, that's that's just how it works. Everything's in flux, you know. But this, for now, this is who I would recommend and to check out and stuff like that. Um, so today's agenda, along with some nice background photos, because I wanted to make this slightly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will talk about, we'll go through the companies, um, which I kind of set up as um, defunct, K-pop adjacent, small, medium, and then large size companies. And through for each of those, I will talk about notable artists. I won't necessarily talk about every single artist in the company in depth because, truthfully, there's not a lot of it's depending on how much information is available in English about these artists. Some of them, for a lot of them, there's not a ton of information in English, unfortunately, and I don't even know if there's even a ton of information on them in Korean, to be honest with you. But um, to be, truth be told, um, but I. Uh, you know that, that um, th this is me just trying to do the best I can with what I can in English because I, I I don't want to say I know Korean I don't know Korean that well I know how to r mostly read it and figure out how to pronounce words but I don't know what the words mean if that makes sense. I, you know? That is also so, my knowledge level of Korean as well. That's that's the knowledge level, so yeah. AKA very beginner level at best. Maybe there's a few words I can recognize in Korean, like when you put them together in a certain way. 
but that's about it. But yeah, that's and for these artists that I deem as notable, um, I'll mention a brief history if there really is much, and then album songs and album EP suggestions by me that I like from them. And some of them I will I didn't put this on here um, on the image, but uh, I will also give some of them a gold star or a yellow star to be like, okay, I really like these guys, or I think these guys are really important that it's worth to check them out, even if they're not my personal favorite. So yeah, some of them will have an extra asterisk in a way or a star next to them. Yeah, and uh, here's some other terms that people should know before going into, because I'm going to make reference to quite a few of these um, terms. The first one is show me the money, aka oh, yeah. SMTM for short. This is a um, show that was started in 2012, and it is the first in premier rap competition show in Korea. It was created by Mnet and has been credited for increasing the general public's interest of hip hop in Korea. And honestly, I would highly recommend it uh, to be a good place to start off by checking out rappers and other artists in this industry. Just, just honestly, you don't even have to watch the show entirely. Just look up performances from each season. Personally, I think it's a great way to get into and understand and know these guys. Just check out the performances. You don't have to, like, watch the shows. There are a lot of these clips are available online. I think, at, at least for sure, I think from Show Me the Money 3 going onward, it's easier to find clips. Um, some of them may be, though... The titles may be in full Korean, so keep that in mind. So it may be harder to find some clips more than others, but you'll definitely be able to find stuff in performances. But yeah, there, there's way too many people that have been on Show Me the Money. It seems like the whole, almost the entire industry at this point has been on that damn show, even though that's not accurate. Some people, but um, some people go on that show t- more than once, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, a lot of it for promotion, a lot of it for um, really money, because they do give... The most it, it tends to vary the prize amounts, but they definitely do give money to the people and a chance to like fund an album, stuff like that. Because it can be hard to make money through music in Korea, uh, because it, well, making money through music in general is a little bit harder these days because of streaming. Um, because you don't get as much money per song play as you once did. I, it was easier when it, back then when you could just sell albums and make money from that. Um. <laughs> It's a little bit different landscape, but um, that's why oftentimes they do show up again. Uh, Kayla, you're definitely familiar with some of the people that have shown up on that show. I oh, think yeah. the big one that you would know would be Bobby winning season three. Yes, I have seen a couple of seasons of Show Me the Money. I think I, I've seen three and four, which are the ones that Bobby was on and then, you know, was on four. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, VBS, the song VBS, we'll probably talk about VBS a little bit down the line. But uh, that was from Show Me the Money 9 uh, during the pandemic mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, I don't think, yeah, Bobby's the only um, idol winner of Show Me the Money so far. He's the only um, idol who I think even is a good enough rapper to even be competitive on Show Me the Money, to be honest. One of the few. Yeah. Minnow should have, I mean, I would have argued Minnow could have won his season two. Yeah, he, he was, did, I mean, but, he um, was also pretty, com- like, pretty competitive, too. But he, I think he had a better rappers his season, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think his competition better. was harder. Yeah, but Minnow, I think, is arguably probably the better rapper than Bobby, but I won't get into it that much <laughs> right now, <laughs> because we could, we, this will be long enough. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the next show will be um, Unpretty Rap Star, uh, another MNEC rap competition show uh, that only had woman rappers or female rappers um it only had three seasons for some reason they had two seasons in 2015 and then one in 2016 
Yeah, uh, it obviously didn't last much, much longer. Um, and also the title itself, Unpretty Rap Stars, a little bit. Um, it's weird. Weird to look at in English because it's like, I get what they're trying to do. Because I know you're trying to focus more on talent, but I don't know if saying unpretty is the way <laughs> to go about it. Um, I did want to list some notable Idol alumna, though, because um, well, besides there being some actual rappers, um, there is a lot of Idol alumna of this show. Um, Exe of WJSN, Moonsua, Billy, when she was really young. Uh, that was Jiyun back of- when she was a uh, YG trainee, too. Exactly, which is crazy. Uh, Jiyun of 4-Minute, Jimin, formerly a former AOA member, uh, I think she had a, she was very um, active in a season, in the first season of the show. Uh, Hilden was on there for some reason. Yeah, as that's, rapping. Con- that's very confusing why she was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Yubin was there from Wonder Girls. Yeji, which I think is, she's formerly a Fee star? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gracie Grace, who was a former trainee, now is pretty, I think, has moderate success on YouTube now. She kind of yeah, shows up and yep, talks yep. about Korean stuff in the idol industry, or like she used to. And now she, I think she does like either news about Korea or of Korean idols or like, you know, talks about a true crime story from Korea here and there. Soyeon of G idol of Soyeon. This was before she was in G idol. Um, I think she, this was right after she was on, um, produce, produce for yeah. 101. Yeah. So she was still a trainee at this time and she went on this show. Um, which, hey, makes sense. Might as well continue to make sure people know who you are before you debut in your group. Uh, not of What's Up. That's going into the deep trenches. <laughs> what's Up, Pina. Uh, they're uh, kind of, I feel like they're a somewhat forgotten uh, Nugu girl group. Uh, Miro of Brown Girls. And Una, oh, sorry, Brown Eye Girls. Jeez. And then Una Kim of The Ark and Khan. Both of them short-lived duo and group, I would say. Um, yeah, um, also an interesting show to check out. Um, we will talk a little bit about that show later with a particular person, but, uh, moving on, a high school rapper, uh, that was a show that, well, they, it's not officially canceled, quote unquote, but they haven't, they're not making a new episode, a season of it this year. So for now it ended in 2021, but there could potentially, it could potentially continue, but we'll see. It was another MNET rap competition show see a pattern but only for those in high school and middle school or at least like the last year of middle school and uh notable contestants from the show include mark lee yeah probably the only notable idol rapper that i can think of that was on that the show. only other two idols that were on that show is uh, were sun woo from the boys and then hui young from sf9 but i don't think there were a lot of idols on that show to begin with gotcha they were pretty young then yeah when did they what season did they show up on um uh, Sunwoo was on season one, and I think that was before he was in The Boys, and then Hui Young went okay. on right after he debuted in season two. Gotcha. So he was still a kid then. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because I'm like, I think they're all they're definitely older now. Yeah, all of them are, they're both all adults now, so. Yeah, geez. Yeah, and I'm listening here, there's like Mark Lee and other people I will mention on this episode. Um, I think besides, B.O. I know is pop, I'll, I'll talk about some of the few of them. Uh, the last four I won't mention on this episode, really. But um, let's see. B.O., I know lately, has gotten pretty popular after his stint on Show Me the Money uh, 10. Uh, we won't talk about him really too much until I like his music, but we won't talk about him that much. Soko Dumbo's a little weird dude. I like his music, too. No, no, like, seriously. He's just... Uh, <laughs> if you ever watch clips from Show Me the Money 10, he's like... 
he's a character. <laughs> he's a little weird dude. And then while in foreign, I don't really know too much about him, but I do like the singles he's put out so far. Um, and then the last one on here is Dingo Music. So, which is a social media company from Make Us Entertainment, and they have a popular YouTube channel, Dingo Freestyle, and frequently make collab singles and albums with hip-hop and R&B artists, typically. Um, you'll see me bring up Dingo a lot. They've, they've kind of helped a lot. Some of the songs that they've created have become wicked popular on Korean, by, by the Korean general public. Uh, so yeah, they are definitely currently still a pretty big influence in the hip-hop R&B music industry. Um, it's crazy. Honestly, it's crazy. Um, they, they put out some good singles and there's, there's at least, they haven't really done too many albums, but there's one that I will get to towards the end of this video that I like a lot too as well. And yeah, so those are the big terms I think you should be aware of because I'm going to keep mentioning people who've been on these shows. And I'd say check out clips from these shows. If you're not going to watch the full episodes, just watch the clips of them performing and doing, you know, whatever uh, mission or like, I don't know about mission, but like, you know, whatever freestyle or like whatever competition or performance they're doing on these shows. Check them out. It's a great way to discover new talent too as well. Yeah, and with that, um, first up, we're going to talk about the defunct groups, the groups that don't exist anymore, or, or, or the, sorry, the labels that don't exist anymore, um, because they are defunct, but I think they still have artists I think should be talked about, because a lot of these artists are still active, they're just on to different places and such right now, so uh, we will um, get into that, and uh, yeah. So first one first is GRDL. Um, yes, this is our tagline. Queer than we suppose. I don't know okay, why. That's a choice. It's a choice. That was their tagline, at least, because now it's a defunct company. But um, I'm thinking they use queer in the term in the uh, way that Lewis Carroll used queer mm-hmm. in, um, yeah. <laughs> into the looking glass in Alice in Wonderland as for like strange or right, weird. Right. Not really. Um, that's, considering that's Korea probably is... like a lost in translation type of a thing there. Mm-hmm. Considering uh, Korea is pretty um, not too friendly towards uh, not straight people still yeah. as of this time yep, as yep. a society. I think that's more so to mean uh, weird or strange, yeah. than we suppose. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> why did it become defunct in the first place? But I, I think, I don't know if it was the for sure reason, but I think a big part of it was due to the founder, Jamez, who is a rapper who has appeared on uh, Show Me the Money 4, in particular with the uh, hit single from that year the, of the team he was on. He got into a controversy over allegations of abuse from a former ex-girlfriend, and I think that kind of spiraled into the company kind of closing. I don't know if that was the only reason, but I think it played a major factor. I feel like that definitely also- would have played a part. Something like yeah, that. not not really good. Yeah. He's I wouldn't say he's a big rapper. You like I wouldn't say he's super popular, but definitely you don't want news like that attached to you, especially if you're doing terrible stuff like that. Is he in, you um, know, because that takes your property. He's in per- Turtle Ship, right? On that season. Yes, he yeah. is on Turtle Ship. He's on the original Turtle Ship track. Yeah, Turtle Ship's a great song, by the way. It is. <laughs> it's very we'll, good. I do like that song. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> with a uh, with the um a certain person. But um, they also this company also housed High Key originally when they were still trainees. But this this group is now, which is a K-pop group that we may or may um. not talk about later on this year. <laughs> not well, in the there, best well, way. We're gonna we be on the 2022 scandal uh, roundup, so. <laughs> we'll and they them. might be on our uh, worst list for this year. Yeah, they might. They could be for different reasons. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're still there right now. So. <laughs> oh jeez. 
for now they're still there but uh they're under well that was a uh, subsidiary but i guess now it's its own label at this point uh glc and uh, a lot of members as you'll see with many other companies a lot of them go on show me the money uh little boy in particular used to be a part of this company he went on and won show me the money nine um and it also uh has a claim to frame of what I think was one of the worst rappers I've ever seen on the show who uh, made it past the, a minute and a half uh, freestyle round, uh, Sky Minhyuk. Uh, God, I have to someday show you this video. I know I sent it to um, KME and um, and Sat. Shout out to those two, actually. Shout out to Sat uh, and uh, KME for um, doing a QC look at the check of this um, PowerPoint slide and making sure all my information was good. Thank you. Appreciate your help. Uh, and thanks for KME for uh, opening a lot of the, um, a lot of these artists to me. Wouldn't know it too much. Wouldn't know a lot of these artists without you, dude. Um, oh God. He honestly, check out KME's playlist on SoundCloud. Check out his stuff on Spotify yeah, for a playlist and stuff. He's a good dude. If you want to listen to playlists for, um, for hip hop artists and stuff like that. And, uh, in um, an R&B artist, and just even some indie artists, too. He's great for that. Check him out. Good stuff. K-Music every day. Uh, <laughs> I told him I was going to shout him out at some point, too. <laughs> Jeez. But anyways, um, some other notable um, people who used to be part of this label, Crucial Star, Mac Daddy, Take One, Boy Wonder, of course, Jamez, uh, K-June, Hotchkiss, and Pollock all participated in showing the money at some point. And Cheska formerly of Fiestar, was an artist under the label for a few years as well. Fun fact. All right, some notable artists that I think under this label, one of them, Little Boy. He was a member of Geeks with uh, the rapper Louie that was under GRDL at the time. He won Show Me the Money 9. He also was a contestant on Show Me the Money 4. So yes, Kayla, a lot of these guys have participated in multiple seasons of that show. <laughs> he actually ended up forming a new label, Halftime Records, with former GRDL label mate Take One. And uh, I don't, I haven't listened to his music too much, but I do think he is still a pretty solid rapper. I like his song of uh, Friends featuring One Stime, who is also a fellow Show Me the Money Nine contestant, and uh, his song from Show Me the Money Nine on air, which I think is one of his um, like final four tracks or like semifinal tracks. Really good single. Next artist, uh, Han Yohan. Uh, he's a rapper who is one of multiple rappers on this list who has. Lately, been getting into using rock elements in his music. He, though, um, Han Johan has used rock elements since I think pretty much the beginning. Uh, he knows how to play the guitar and has often, and honestly, every other picture I see of him, he's carrying a guitar. Um, he also has this habit of liking to sing too, which is another thing a lot of rappers have gotten into lately is um, singing. singing. <laughs> Even even singing on Show Me the Money, which I'm like, is this not oh, a rap this, competition, yeah, like, guys? Is this not a show specifically. <laughs> Listen, I know rapping. you're into hip hop, but just say that you're like a trap soul, like <laughs> artist. Like I don't, <laughs> just, jeez. Um, but anyways, the guy currently is signed under to Just Music, which is a part of the IMJM with a plug. Um, uh, <laughs> I want to say conglomeration, more like a crew, unofficial, like a label crew, if you will. We'll get into that uh, group in a down the road of this um, video. But some song recommendations I would like was the 400 Kilometers featuring Ken Millie. Uh, Ding, which is a Dingle Freestyle single that also features uh, Jackie Y. Uh, I think Ocean Gum and uh, I 
think Yumbi. Yes, Yumbi. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a single I'll talk. That one's a pretty popular Dingo Freestyle single. Um, when it was released back in the day, uh, I still like that song. Uh, it's a great song. But uh, and then also this is me featuring Changmo. Changmo we'll talk about a little bit later. He's an artist that's uh very popular as well. Uh, some other former GRDL members, and this will be quick because I don't really have too much to say about them background wise. But uh, Mac Daddy, he's a rapper. Songs I like from him, Issue, ta- Like a Tank, No Emotion, Boom, Good Singles. And also producer uh, Dax Hood. Dax ain't did it ain't right. Um, he was a part of the Hip Hop Playa 2021 album for in the single of TYT, which had uh, Camo as the main rapper and also featured Beep Beep. Camo we won't talk about too much this episode. Uh, I would like to talk about it a little bit more down the road um, in a future video, but Beep Beep we will get to later on. Uh, bonus, we're going to talk about, um, <laughs> not a rapper or an RB person, uh, Stella John. Real big on TikTok. Real big on TikTok. Big. She is known for the viral sensation Colors, which I didn't realize was her song until I literally went to her page to check out some music from her again. And then I listened to it and I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit. It's her song. <laughs> I freaked out. I didn't realize it either until I, th- I think I just literally saw the audio tag one day and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Oh shit. Stella John. Uh, she has also written music for BTS actually. I don't know. I forget which songs in particular, but she has written music for BTS and she is currently under GLC along with Haiki. Um, some great other great songs from her besides Colors, Villain, and also It's Beautiful, which is a city pop remix with, uh, a, I think a collective or a group called Digging Soul. It's Beautiful was done by a former artist, I think, back in the 90s or the 80s. Um, but I really dig this remix. I also love the city pop vibes to it. She does a really good job with it. She's a fantastic indie pop artist. Go listen to her. I know we're, this is mainly um, hip-hop and R&B, but she's just great enough of an artist. Just check her out. She's fantastic. I do really like her as well. Yeah, she got good stuff. All right, next defunct company, Make It Rain. Uh, this one I'm kind of sad about. Um, so this was an also LA-based, but also Korean-based, I guess, label that was founded in 2016. And at its peak, it included uh, members, uh, well, founder slash member, Loopy, and then Nafla, Owen, Blue, and Young West. And then it all kind of came crashing down in 2020 when Owen, during when Owen was filming Show Me, Money, Show Me the Money 9, I'm not going to talk too much about Owen's music because I don't really listen to it. And I think he's kind of a dickhead, but, um, <laughs> uh, so, but, um, he, he has appeared on previous seasons of Show Me the Money, but when this happened, he was, this was when they were filming for Show Me the Money 9, but it didn't air yet. I'll keep that in mind. And it was revealed publicly that all the artists in Make It Rain were under, had been under investigation for smoking, possessing weed, which in Korea is a big deal if you're taking drugs like that. Also, a good chunk of Asia as well. Um, very harsh penalties when it comes to taking drugs. So, yeah, basically smoking and possessing weed or just, you know, just even having weed on you is, makes you the devil, I guess, still. Um, it led to Owen having to leave as Show Me the Money 9 or get kicked out. And at that point, um, so the interesting thing is like, so along with him leaving, he left right when they were supposed to film his group, who was also with um, Mi- Mirani and um, and a Mush Venom in the group he was in, which was under, uh, it was under um, Groovy Room and Justice. So this was right before they had to go on and do a performance, like their first like round performances. And literally last minute, 
Mosh Van and Minari had to reorganize their performance. Mosh Van wrote an additional um, uh, verse for the song because they had no choice to fill right, up space right. and time. And this became the iconic initial VVS performance. Mm-hmm. So literally, Owen missed VVS Damn. by <laughs> a hair because he got in trouble for smoking weed along with the rest of his company. Damn. Which is suck. And then this was before, though, this episode was released. Or the whole season started, really. Right, so right. Owen was basically blurred out everywhere from, like, the very beginning. Like, any, any, anytime you see a big blurred person, that's Owen <laughs> on Show Me the Money 9. I love them um, so, yeah. trying to just take a person, edit a person out of their programs. Because they've, uh, they've done it several times at Produce as well, and it's always very funny to me. It's just, yeah. I, I, yeah. But because and I think it's also be more so because like they can't clip everything to exclude yeah. people. But also it's like because of the fact he was under investigation for criminal charges, it's like yeah. But um yeah, so um Nafla ended up leaving Groveland, uh, leaving sorry, leaving Make It Rain at that time. Um apparently for that, but also other reasons, and he joined Groveland, which is founded by Ravia Vix. Yes, Ravia Vix founded a hip hop R and B label. I know, weird timeline. The artist Young West officially retired from the industry. Um, he, I think he was only like 20, but he was like, okay, yep, I'm good. I'm done with this. I'm like, all right, I barely knew you. Um, <laughs> and the company was shut down in 2021, I think because of some weird uh, legal disagreements with the parent company who owned Make It Rain. But basically, Loopy, Owen, and Blue are still together under the new record label, Uncut Point. Um... So, yeah, I forget what were the charges for this weed thing. They may or may not still be ongoing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, first notable member and first uh, recipient of the star is Nafla. I like this dude's music a lot. Um, he c- helped co-found Make It Rain with Loopy. He actually did do a collaborative uh, album with Loopy um, for the album. I think, they ca- I think it was called Lufla. The album. Oh, that's cute. He ended up winning Show Me the Money Triple Seven. And yep, currently under Groovelin. Uh yeah. Um uh my recommendations from him will have to be natural high, particularly the songs Run and Mob Tang. Uh Unu Part One and Uno Part Two are really good albums as well. Uh, but yeah, no, he he Nafla, yes, he has the legal issues with weed. I, I don't know how some of you guys out there feel about weed and stuff like that. Slow Korea is gonna be harsh on weed. I don't really judge them too harshly if they get in trouble for weed because i think there are other things worse that yeah people can get in trouble for than smoking weed but this is korea that's all the way things go but he is seriously a fantastic artist he's from make it rain he was easily my favorite artist underneath make it rain he's just a really good rapper um just he he just does really good music it definitely his latest album natural high had an influence of a lot of um you could tell he grew up in L.A. Um, it's just that has a West Coast vibe that's just really familiar to me, and it's a really well-done, executed album. I highly recommend his music. Um, it's, it's really good. So he's the first Gold Star recipient for that reason. And then we'll also do a quick little chat about Blue and Loopy. Uh, Blue is easily, probably, at the time, was one of the more popular members of Make It Rain. He just has that, I, I, honestly, he has an aesthetic that I think um, Jungkook got inspired by, <laughs> honestly. The lip ring, like the, um, 
the tattoos on the fingers. Like, honestly, I feel like Jungkook just looked at him one day and was like, all yeah, just like, I want it. that. <laughs> I want this, too. I want that. Um, <laughs> Jungkook would beat the ass I'm talking about. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, Blue is definitely your moody rapper, if you're into that. He, he You know, the moody, depressive kind of rap. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, trap kind of stuff. If you're into that, I like that from time to time. Particularly, I like it with uh, the singles uh, Natat with that he did with Nafla, uh, Downtown Baby, and When I Smoke. If you had no idea he smoked weed, I mean. Mm-hmm. Or it could be cigarettes, to be fair. Cigarettes also pretty People big. do smoke. Yeah, in yeah people do smoke. Yeah. They like cigarette a lot. They like to smoke cigarettes a lot. Um, get used to that abroad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, people still like to smoke cigarettes yeah. abroad in the world. Um, and then we also have Loopy. Uh, who's also a co-founder of Make It Rain and known for his uh, high autotune rap style and some interesting hot takes <laughs> recently. Oh, but- he got into a couple of controversies oh. online with his um, sort of... A lot of it doing talking about hip-hop in the current state in South Korea and some other artists talked against... Uh, talked, um, went back and forth with him and some of his takes are kind of flawed, I think. Um, but... Uh, yeah, interesting. interesting. Interesting for what I can say. But I'm not really the biggest fan of his singing because it's very auto-tuned. It's a little bit too much auto-tuned where he sounds like an alien robot oh, yeah. kind of auto-tuned. But, like, at the end of the day, some of you might be into that. Um, I like his songs Anna and Neo Soul Love. And that one's – Neo Soul Love is what he does with Becky Aaron. She's not auto-tuned, luckily. But uh, I love Becky Yeah, I don't think um, I would like an auto-tuned Becky <laughs> No, do not do that to her. She has a great voice. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked a couple singles from him, but I think he's important to mention because he did help co-found a pretty significant label at the time. So, yeah. Um, next one, Higher Ground, which is was a sub-label oh, yeah. under YG and was founded by Tableau of Epic High. And it closed out, and they closed down the label a year before Epic High left YG, which makes sense. Um, and basically had a mix of hip-hop and uh, indie rock acts. And, and these rock acts include the wildly popular band Huckle, mm-hmm. also including uh, acts such as Idiotape and the Black Skirts. I highly recommend all three. Hyoko especially was very huge in Korea. Huge. Very stupidly huge. Like, I kid you not. Like, it was, they were so big. I, I do like their music a lot, but, like, they were really big for an indie band. Mm-hmm. Like, which is, like, it, I feel like bands in general aren't as popular. Like, you oh, don't definitely. really see them as much on the charts. Definitely not. But the fact that Hyoko was just, like... Huge, yeah. Huge, yeah. I still like their music. They still keep putting out music. It's still pretty good, though. So, like, Like I definitely recommend those three. A couple years ago, they were, like, really, really big. I know. It was insane. I definitely recommend, though, these three artists in general to check out if you're more into the indie scene. But, yeah, many people... um, There's a lot of people, actually, that were under here that are still pretty popular and went on to other labels. And, uh into other companies and one of these guys is um code kunst he went on to uh aomg aomg is a huge label which we will get to um later on this video he's a producer he mainly produces songs for a lot of hip-hop artists and r&b artists he's also been a part of uh, show me the money as a judge producer type person and also recently to my surprise showed up on uh change days two season two (laughs) Yes, he is a panelist. He's not oh, a, he's a panelist on the I show. Was like he's but he's part of the t- too. <laughs> yes, he is a panelist guy. I literally fell almost fell off my chair when I saw that because I'm like, holy shit! I did not expect to see you here. 
whatever gets you money, I guess. Um, he also, and recently on Instagram, I saw him promoting like some like company that makes like some food company that makes like uh, sausages, I guess. Okay. Whatever floats your boat, I guess, sure. Code Coons. Whatever gets you extra money. Um, <laughs> but I definitely recommend his albums, People and Muggles Mansion. Very good artistically created albums. Um, he has, a, I think, a pretty unique style when it comes to production. Uh, definitely highly recommend his music. But it, Change Days is funny. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that he was on Change Days I, I was, as a well, panelist. Similarly, I was very shocked. Hugh a Super Junior is on the Too Hot to Handle, or not the, what is it, Singles Inferno? He's on the panel. Yes, for I, I like, died when I saw here? that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. The fact that he's gotten to the point that now he's like a panelist celebrity on like talking a, a, like a variety show like panel, it's like weird. That is weird. Yeah, in case you're wondering what we're talking about with the panel uh, stuff, um, think like, if you ever seen the show Terrence House, it's like a group of hosts slash celebrities that kind of discuss what's going on about the interrelationships between the people who are going on dates and interacting with the other couples and stuff like that. They kind of have the yeah, commentary South Korea on that. does the thing where a lot of the times when they have like these like sort of romance dating like variety shows and even for things like um I live alone and whatever there's like a separate panel who are essentially just there to give commentary on like the show as if they are like watching it with you sort of a type of yeah thing. Japan does this as well yeah. actually it's it's I don't know I, I don't know if other countries do but at least Japan and Korea really like to have these kind of panelists mm-hmm. giving commentary but um yeah but uh, honestly though but he he made his about <laughs> talking about his now commentary career i guess <laughs> um he's a great producer i highly recommend checking out his uh his his albums that he's put out under his name next punchinello i love punchinello's music it is totally up my style uh he's a rapper he's also currently under aomg as well so he joined code kunst in that and he won show me the money eight so yeah nice job nice job bud uh, his styles do does differ to like sometimes he'll have a chill song, and then oftentimes, especially with his p- bigger projects lately, it's more like intense. Like I, I don't want to say angry, but just like her. It's like perfect to like if you want to work out to something, but it's not like your atypical hip hop rap workout song, if that makes sense. But it's like it's more like um, it's definitely more like intense. But um, I I absolutely love Demon Youth. And Ordinary. Ordinary was made with a uh, producer, EOH, who was formerly went by uh, Zero Chanel of On and Off. We won't be talking about that group today, but um, On and Off is also a group that I would like to say to check out, along with uh, Cold, the other member of that group. Really good artist. Um, but um, Punchinello is just a rapper that I just, I just get. I really like his stuff a lot. It works really well for me. If you like that more kind of like intense like expression style... That's just like, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like it more, it's more, it's like more intense also has his chill moments, but like the intense style of his, I really like, cause it's like, it's different from other type of like hype hip hop songs. It's, it's different. It's unique. So I really recommend checking out his work. Uh, bonus one, <laughs> cause uh, a bonus, because that's the name of one of their songs off of their Swan Songs album. That's fun. Uh, Epic High. Epic High, because uh, Tabo founded the company, but they're still huge. I don't know so much huge in Korea, but they're still huge internationally. Um, and, and this group is a trio that, which includes rappers Tablo and Methorjin, and then of course, DJ Tukes. And they formed Epic High 
and debuted it in 2003 at Willem Entertainment, which we talked about in a Willem's uh, Company review episode a little bit. Um, the most noble things about this group is that Tabel did have his Tanjiro scandal, uh, which we went more in depth also into went our very um, in depth Tier into 8 that, iceberg. Yeah. yeah, we went more in depth into that in the Tier 8 uh, iceberg uh, episode. So check that episode out if you want to hear more about our thoughts. He, they also appeared as like judges on Show Me the Money 4. And uh, so after leaving Woolam, Tabel joined uh, YG. Um, he and um, eventually his other group members who were in the military at the time followed him there. Uh, he released music there. Um, Tabel eventually formed Higher Ground in 2015 and, uh, of course, ended Higher Ground in 2018. And then they all left YG in 2019 and now kind of run their own solo company. Slash also recently Tabel joined a label that I think um, Amber former FX member is under. Interesting. Yes. So that was interesting. I guess he's going to, I must, I don't want to assume, but I assume he's going to use that for future solo promotions, like solo work. Right. Cause it has been a hot minute since he's released a bunch of solo music. So he might be using that company for that. And I don't, I don't know if Epic, the rest of Epic I'd has to join that, that company. Maybe for solo music and, or like international promotions or something. Possibly. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think about because the other two members have not joined that company yet. So I think it's for now, it's just for solo music. But yeah, so I didn't list that there, but that was a recent update. <laughs> um, so album Rex, oh, there's a ton. Um, Fever's End, which is Tabo's solo album project thing. It's a heartbreaking album, but it's so good because he released this in 2011, right after all the Tanjiro stuff happened. And it's just such a it's such a good album it's 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 like it's heartbreaking but it's also like because you really feel like the inner thoughts and depths of tabel at the time because he was also a young father too so he's dealing with all this while he has a young a very a baby his daughter haru um you know it's it's it's, it's interesting looking back and watching and listening to that album um, but other Epic High albums that are really good, Swan Songs, which was supposed to be their last album, if it failed, but luckily it didn't fail, um, <laughs> which we also, we talked about that too in the uh, Willem Company episode, yep. but uh, that's where uh, Epic High got their big break with two of their songs. I think Fly and, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the other one, but um, Fly was a big one. Uh, it's a, it's a great album too. Uh, along with, re- my favorite though has to be Remapping the Human Soul. Uh, it's not an that's the one that they released after Swan Songs, but Remapping the Human Soul has a love, love, love. Um, just some, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Fan. Those are their two main promoted songs, but um, they also, it's just a really good album from front to back and just so, so, so good. Um, Map the Soul is also a good album. Uh, Shoebox, which is one of their, uh, they're actually my favorite YG release, probably. Besides, we've done something wonderful. Um, Really good albums. And then Pieces Part 1 as well. And We've Done Something Wonderful is technically Pieces Part 2. But, uh, yeah. just This is like a... Intro- Epic High is usually the introduction Korean hip-hop group for most people who know K-pop. I think because of the YG connection at the time when a lot of people got into K-pop. And, and I guess in some ways the Willem connection. But um, I've, I've been, I'm happy for them that they've been able to have a second life at their careers internationally, at least, uh, that doesn't usually happen. Um, so they're, they're just an iconic trio that 
you absolutely must check out their work at least once, period. Even if you don't like it. But yeah, um, and then another company that made a huge impact, but it's now, de- unfortunately, it's defunct. Illinois Records um, went th- were active from 2011 till 2020. Yes, put your Illy signs up because look, that's what Doki is doing right now. And same thing with um, same thing with the Quiet and Benzino. You should do it. Just do it. But yeah, it was founded by Doki and the Quiet. They were long t- who were both longtime leaders in the Korean hip hop scene, and they were joined shortly uh, about in like 2012. Uh, Benzino joined the company, and it for the rest of the time it was pretty much only just those three. And they were, but all three of them were huge influences in the hip hop scene. And uh, the the Quiet and Doki also founded Ambition Music in 2016. We will talk about that company later. Uh, there's a lot of good artists underneath that company. And then Doki left the label first, I think in like 2018 or 2019. And then eventually they closed it down to stores in 2020. All right. Doki, the first co-CEO, uh, which is pronounced as Doki because the way two is pronounced in Sino-Korean is E. So, uh, you're wondering why it's Doki. So he is a Filipino-Korean uh, who was born in the States and debuted independently in 2008. And for a short time, him and other rapper Microdot were a duo. But, of course, that was kind of short-lived. He has, besides, of course, founding Illina Records and um, uh, Ambition Music, uh, he went on uh, Show Me the Money as a judge on multiple seasons and also participated on a reality show called Kill Bill, which the goal of that show was to... Uh, Try to um, reach the top of the billboard charts in the States. <laughs> I don't think whoever, I think it was, did B.I. win that season? I think B.I. won that. I don't think he was able to crack the top of that season. But yes, nope. that was a show yeah. for that that existed. Yep. <laughs> and after leaving Iliator Records, he went back to the States and is now under uh, a Tyga label. I'm trying to remember what the label name is, but I forget. But Tyga, he famously dated... Uh, I think it was uh, Kylie Jenner of the Kardashians, in case, <laughs> yes, the Kardashians are somehow tied to this. He oh, did we love that. Date. We the love that. I think he had a kid with someone else. I think he had a kid with Amber Rose, if I'm not mistaken. She's another uh, hip-hop socialite, I guess. I don't know what she does. Yeah, anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, currently, um, Doki is underneath his labels. Uh, also, another thing Doki did recently that I didn't mention on here. He went to a... Um, like a Korean hip hop concert. Oh my gosh! Festival yes. thing that happened in England. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, so um, in England, he decided to um, kind of diss everyone Literally else that was performing. Everybody else there. who was there. He was like, um, "I'm sorry." I think it was something. I, I don't want to paraphrase exactly what he said, it but like, it was like I think it was something like, "I'm the only person who knows how to who like does real rap here." Something. It was something along those lines. His style is definitely of an older school rap style, but also, like, why are you dissing your other competitors? I'm Or not competitors, but, like, other participants. And then Jesse comes on after him and is all like, I don't know what some other people are thinking, but there's some great artists here. <laughs> Leave it to Jesse to turn shit around. But, um, Doki, though, is still, I don't know why he wanted to just be a dick that day. I can't really explain. But Doki still has pretty good music, though. Um, I have not listened to his latest record underneath uh, the new label that's under Tyga, but um, I do like his older records like Thunderground and Reborn. Pretty good records. I recommend checking them out. 
Next person, the other co-CEO, The Quiet, who I just dubbed as a serial company founder and feature extraordinaire. <laughs> because, my God, this guy features in everything. Every fucking thing. And also, he just likes to make new companies. We will get to that. Um, so he, actually, we're going to get to that right now. Uh, he founded Soul Company in 2006, which also featured Crucial Star, Mad Clown. That's a name you probably haven't heard in a while. And um, other members in the under ground uh hip-hop scene that label became defunct in uh i think like 2010 or 2011 and then he founded illionaire after that with doki and then benzino was there of course did ambition music as well and then in 2021 very recently founded daytona with rapper yumda and he is still the ceo of ambition music and is now a co-ceo as lana and also is listed as an artist under daytona as well and he was also a judge on multiple seasons of Show Me the Money. He is a huge, uh, I mean, seriously, serial company founder. <laughs> Just <laughs> constantly making companies. He, he, If anything, he's probably one of the few artists in this industry that knows probably how to run a successful company at this point. Uh, he's had so much experience. Seriously. <laughs> it's like ridiculous how much experience this guy has had. His music is, um, I'm not as huge on. I do like his features a lot. I think he does really good at features. And um, also, I do want to recommend his Q-Train albums, Q-Train and Q-Train 2, because those he doesn't rap on. He's actually produces songs. Think of them as like, if you know, Kayla, do you know who Nujabez is? I've heard, I've heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. Nujabez is like, he's basically the grandfather of like lo-fi hip hop. Okay. His Q Train albums are both. I want. I don't want to say it's lo-fi hip hop. It's more so like I'd say the first one's more so like older school hip hop beats, but it's kind of like in that same vein of like n- just just an just a producer which who has featured artists on his albums, and they're actually really good. He's actually a pretty good producer, and I highly recommend checking those albums out because I think they're really well produced albums. And frankly, he needs to do a Q Train three. The Quiet, where's the Q-Train 3? I need some. I need some more. You've done everything else you can in this industry. Just create some more cool beats. Just do it. Just do it. It's so good. But yeah, I highly recommend the Q-Train albums especially. And of course, the D- the Dingo Freestyle uh, singles that he was a part of Daimon. Daimon? Daimon? I always pronounce this name incorrectly. Um, it's, it's been- <laughs> Which is like a group of rappers, which includes him, Yumda, Simon Dominic, um, Deep Flow, and, uh, oh, Palo Alto. So those five of them, at least, part of this, uh, Diamond group. They had a couple of success. They, I think they did, like, four singles as, like, a group for, with Dingo Freestyle. Amadou was pretty popular, but I also like the song Junipion, which is, like, written as, like, J2B. That one I really like a lot. Um, but yeah, those were, those songs were st- Stupidly popular, stupidly, stupidly popular. Um, yeah, highly recommend those singles. All right. And my favorite, probably, from this group, as you can see by the star, Benzino, who joined Illinois Records in 2012 and was the last person to join the company. Um, he is still, to this day, one of the most popular rappers in Korea and currently is in uh, the company um, music uh, label Bana. And then recently this year, he married his German model, um, now wife, Stephanie Mikova. Yay! International love. We love it here. 
And at the, and at the beginning of his career, I'd say he had more of an alternative hip hop style, and was uh, one that was definitely more palpable to the general public. And um, later years, he definitely tried more of a traditional hip hop style. I think it still works, but um, I I have a soft spot for his earlier works like uh, like twenty four, uh, twenty six. 12 and then the single life in color those are just really good albums really good really 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 good albums they're so good i need him to release more music on nirvana i know he's taking his time and he got married recently and he's also doing some modeling and blah 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 but like bro i need some more music from you (laughs) it's so good korea wants more music from you like literally the single he was on with bo counting stars was so popular probably partially because of him partially because of benzino it's so good. But yeah. Check out Benzino. He's fantastic. All right. Now, another... I think this is our last defunct company we're talking about. Uh, Highlight Records. This was recent. Um, from 2020, uh, 2010 to 2022. Which was founded by rapper Palo Alto. Uh, was notable for having a member... A lot of members on Show Me For The Money. And for having members of a crew called The Cohort think the song Ichima. Yes. Um, Keith Ape. And I think occasion and be free. I don't think be free. Be free wasn't an Ichima, but, um, they were all part of the cohort at the time. And, uh, Ichima became a huge notable viral hit on the internet, but it's infamously had a rapper be free who, uh, he was, a uh, he basically had a YouTube panel was talking shit to BTS, uh, who oh, <laughs> was at this panel. I that. Yep. Yep. That infamous video, um, thanks to the YouTuber who was in Korea at the time who filmed oh that boy. one. She's a real one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Be Free, I was like turned off by him at that point. I was like, you're a fucking dickhead for no apparent reason for having never seen this work and he's going to rip on them. Yeah. The sa- I'm sorry. Remind- I want to remind you where the origins of hip hop started from, bitch. Mm-hmm. You want to go there? <laughs> you want me to go there? Ugh. I, I, he's such a dick. And apparently he actually had drama with Palo Alto, mainly with finances, oh, and he left Highlight. So um, apparently Palo Alto is not on good terms with him either. Great. Uh, the label was shut down on uh, April 20th, 2022. And uh, I highly recommend the compilation album uh, Legacy from them. Actually, it's a pretty good uh, company album. Uh, yeah, this one hurts because uh, this one hurts a lot because I think this label had so much promise. But I think Paulo Alto did step down as CEO, um, and uh, he just, I think he was just done at that point. But yeah, speaking of which, the founder himself, Paulo Alto, he uh, started in the scene back in 2004. Excuse me. He uh, founded uh, Highlight uh, Entertainment or Highlight Records in 2020. I mean, 2010. Holy cow. Uh, he went on to be a judge for three seasons of Show Me the Money. And he resigned as a CEO in 2020 and announced that the label was closing in 2022. And he is currently an artist under Daytona Records, which conveniently is his buddy's label. Both, uh, he's good friends with both Yumda and, uh, <laughs> and The Quiet still. So, uh, yeah, now he doesn't have the pressures of being a CEO. He can just be an artist and, uh, do his thing. That's nice. Noble music from him. Turtleship, the original and the remix from Show Me the Money 4. Uh, he, the remix version has him have his own verse, but in the original single, he just does the chorus. I still remember the one video I found where he shows up at an army base. The men, the the military <laughs> men in that video, I have never seen a bunch of dudes freak the fuck out over, <laughs> over a song. They were hype as hell. They were going in. They were going ham. I think even Paolo wants like a maze. He's, He's like, just like, damn. holy cow. <laughs> damn. 
the guys they're just like the, the the chorus is um pretty impressive like uh but he's not the only one like there's other people like by in the army he's given performances like chanmo i think has given performances chanmo infamously we'll get to it later but um I'll, I'll get to that later there's a good story with him being in the army playing a tuba in a band it's just funny but um the turtle ship um song in particular i think it's based off of it talks. It's basically talking about a type of ship that Koreans had that looked like it was a turtle, and was I think it was a type of ship that was used to hold off a Mongol invasion. Yeah, or a Japanese a, invasion. There's like an entire story surrounding it, like an actual true story, yeah, like a historic like, battle. Um, they had like significantly less ships, and there is like one like Korean commander who's able to hold off this entire like almost an army with them. But it was um I don't remember the specifics, but. There's a yeah, infinite, something like infinite that. challenge. They did a hip hop episode, and I remember one of the singles that was made there was based off of that story specifically. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's where the turtle ship comes from because it literally, if you look at images, it looks like a turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in a dome shape, but um, yeah, but yeah, that cool tidbits, I guess. But like turtle, also uh, Zico produced actually produced a song. Zico produced a song. Oh yeah. Um. So fun fact there, Zico was a producer on the show season that year. And um, he also does a, he also in the remix has a verse as well, um, which makes sense. I mean, you produce this song, you might as well put your own verse on the song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, also other songs I recommend from Palo Alto, Love, Money and Dreams, the album, uh, which is an album, if you couldn't tell. Mon Pal, which is a single featuring PH1, where they basically rap about their dogs and how much they love them. It's cute. Um, and then For the Youth, which is a album he did with Just This, which is a rapper who we will get to later on in this, uh, epi- in this, uh, whole episode. Um, he's a great rapper. Really well, really solid, really well done. He's, he's been a longtime figure in the industry. He gets a gold star for that. He's just so good. Check him out. All right. Also, uh, a personal favorite of mine, Swervy. Uh, a young rapper, born in the year 2001, she debuted in 2007 at uh, under Team Yaya, I think, which is a, I think it's a crew, when she was like 15, 16, very young. I think she came straight from Russia, I think is where she grew up, but um, yeah, she ended up joining Highlight in 2019, and she has frequently collaborated with former label mate Reddy and with uh, producers for uh, singles and as a member of the group hardcore which is also an ep i recommend from her that hardcore ep was one of my favorites of 2020 or 2021 i'm trying to remember when it was released i, I think, think it was, it was last year i love that ep so 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 much highly recommend people to listen to that ep please listen to that ep it's so fucking good um undercover angel is one of is currently in korea one of the highest the highest rated um album done by a female hip-hop artist it is a really fantastic album she stand, her style of music stands out a lot from her peers um in the hip hop scene. Like a lot of them either try to go for like I don't want to say thoughty, but just like the um I don't know how to describe it, just like that confident woman that's like a Megan the Stallion be like, Oh, oh let yeah, me talk yeah, about my pussy right, and yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah, sex dick, blah, you know, that kind of style. Or they try to go like I don't know how to describe it. It's like Hers stands out a little bit more because it has more of a, I feel like a grunge element to it. 
not necessarily like a rock grunge, but there's something punk about it that just is different from her peers. She has experimented with a little bit of rock, though. There is a song where she does sing on on uh, Undercover Angel, which is called Blue. And I think she sings it with like a pretty notable indie rock band as well. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and then, of course, the single Art Game Money. She, <laughs> she actually um, performed this on a... Uh, I think it was an Adidon radio show, which Adidon is like the English language, uh, like a Korean show or it was, it was like a radio. Yeah. It was a radio show where, um, what's her name? Ashley, former Ashley of ladies code, oh, um, yeah, was yeah, hosting. Yeah. So like there, there's a video of that. I, I recommend people to check out. Cause she swore speaks pretty good English for having lived in Russia and stuff like that. And whatever. Um, so like you'll you'll be able to understand conversations with her. Um, but yeah, no, she performed a very censored version of Arcane Money, <laughs> but um, it, it it was so good. Ashley was impressed. It was great. Uh, she, Arcane Money is so 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 good. Just just listen to Swarvy. I freaking love this kid. I love her music. I can't. I I don't know what company she'll end up joining under, but uh, whatever it is, I hope she still releases music and um just continues forward. She's a unique member of the scene. And like, I hope she just keeps putting out high quality work and that keeps getting recognized. So yeah, highly recommend Swarvy without a doubt. Period. Love her. Uh, also want to recommend if you are into that Megan pussy, thoughty, thoughty, <laughs> um, look no further than Ash B. Cause she will give it to you. Um, figuratively and literally, I guess, uh, she debuted independently in 2014 and had appeared on Unpretty Rap Store 2 and 3. She did much better in 3 than she did in 2, I will say. So, And then she was also a contestant on Show Me the Money 5. And she did notably join Highlight in 2012, which is a little bit awkward considering they decided to close down in 2022. Oh, that's and she reportedly was not happy about that, which is fair because it's like, then why sign me then if you were planning that's on closing this label? <laughs> But she's fine. She released a couple singles recently. I'm not quite sure under what label. It might be, she might be doing her own thing for now. But um, yeah, she's still making music. So do not worry about her. She's still alive. But I will say of what she released in Highlight, oh, You're the Brat. Really good release from her. If you do like the, again, the Megan Thee Stallion. I keep saying Megan Thee Stallion because that's what's super popular in the States right now. But there's a lot of those yeah, other yeah. Uh, female rappers that are popular. She does really good with that style and it's fun and it makes you feel like a boss ass bitch in the club love it uh the single album okay bish is pretty good and then there's santa baby which has a great english line of uh white christmas on my body okay that's great <laughs> <laughs> if megan the stallion did a ratchet christmas song that's oh, what it boy. is i a lot <laughs> <laughs> God, um, honestly, you know, the ratchetness, oh, here's the thing. It's not a bad thing to be ratchet if you want to. It's not, it's not, sorry, it's not appropriate necessarily for some audiences, but you know what? It's a little bit of female empowerment to talk about, hey, yeah, you know, I don't know. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's great. It gets you in the mood if you want to be in the club. And it's one, and she's one of, I think, the better options to listen to for that reason. So hence why I gave her a gold star. So yeah. Uh, some other men recommendations who used to be a part of Highlight. Uh, Ready. You also used to be part of the cohort, but he left that crew earlier. And um, which is good because frankly, the cohort's in shambles. 
Uh, in case you want to know more about the core heart, I actually recommend listening to the soul therapy podcast. That's like a group of people that talk about that also make videos on YouTube talking about like Korean hip hop news and stuff like that. There's a podcast episode that talks about the cohort. Um, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, there's a lot of information there that I learned about what happened to that crew, but, um, he left that earlier, which is good for him, honestly, in the long run. Because I don't know what the hell happened to the rest of the members of that cohort since then. And then uh, he's main- recently been just mainly collabor- collaborating with Swervy. Um, besides, of course, the um, the um, Hardcore EP and some other singles she did with him. Um, he also, his first single I like a lot, I uh, think, uh, with Jay Park. I really like that. That was my introduction to Reddy at the time. And I, I really enjoyed that single. Um, he also put out an album, which is like... Uh, 500,000? I'm going to say 500,000. Kind of about his life leading up to um, just trying to become a rapper, working at a clothing store, trying to make, you know, money at the end of the day. I recommend his hustle, you know? Go for him. He's not my most favorite, but he's a solid rapper. Uh, Yumbi. He also was a rapper that showed up on Show Me the Money at some point. In this case, Show Me the Money 8. He did leave Highlight a little bit earlier than everyone else in 2020. I forget where he's under now, honestly, but um, he has some good uh, EPs and singles. Um, LAFS, I like that single a lot. The Dope EP and the Breakup Archives EP. Really good singles to check out. He's a good rapper. Just listen to him. He's also, he's actually from the States as well. So uh, uh, as an American, I'm going to recommend y'all to check out another American, um, support his work and his hustle. All right. And some other woman. Uh, both R&B ladies. We got Jerd. Uh, not too much to say about her, but uh, she definitely has She has a really good uh, um, album, A.M.P., and then she recently dropped a single, Black Sheep, I think, relatively recently. Uh, pretty good stuff. And then Suvi. Suvi, who definitely looks much younger than she actually is. Um, uh, she has a few good singles that she released under... Um, I think she debuted in Highlight, if I'm not mistaken, but she released a few singles like Lazy, Make the Move, and ASAP. Both, I am, I'm, I'm sad that she, I don't know what labels both of these guys are under now, if they are under a label, but I wish them the best of luck. They're really good R&B uh, artists to check out. There isn't too much information on them, but they're really good artists to listen to, so highly check them out. Um, now we're on to our idol adjacent companies. Woo! Ooh, we made it we made through it. the defunct <laughs> ones. Uh, and these I have classified as both companies that are subsidiaries under a major K-pop company. Or a company that was founded by a former K-pop idol and that just so happens to have hip-hop or R&B artists in the label. And now speaking of HYBE. Here we go. KOZ. <laughs> speaking of HYBE, KOZ. Because, of course, we have to talk about this. Uh, this was founded by a former... Actually, is a former... Or, I think still not, technically in, maybe. I, former you know, slash, I don't know. at least on hiatus, Block B member. Block B, to be honest. I don't know about the status of Block B, but at least a former slash on hiatus member of Block B, Zico, in 2019. Uh, This this label was acquired by Hybe in 2020, when when slash right before Zico went into the military. And then before he went into the military, they announced that Daun, which is written as D-V-W-N, but pronounced as Daun, uh, an RB singer joined the company in 2020. And then Zico has since returned from the military. He did release a new uh, EP, uh, 
And then uh, the company recently, earlier this year, in January of 2022, held a global audition for a bunch of uh, younger, well, teenage boys. And they're planning on making a boy group now. So it will be interesting to see the future of KOZ going forward. I don't know if there will be other hip-hop and R&B artists that join the label. But uh, it will be interesting to see the trajectory of this group. And uh, before we get into Zico, I do say there is... uh, Darwin released an EP that I recommend called It's Not Your Fault. Really good artist. Um, he's definitely more quieter in the background, uh, he, he, which is like, I guess, more of your average Korean artist that you'll see where there isn't too much information out about them. But uh, I recommend that EP. It's a good EP. And now, of course, Z, 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 Echo. Uh, fun fact, turns out, I didn't know this for a long time, he's one of the few uh, Roman Catholic idols along with Boa. Oh, I and, did not uh, know that. And, um, what's his face? Rain. Oh, okay. Um, which I think, small world. So, um, part, I guess he's part of the Catholic Sorboa hype train then, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) which I didn't know. I was just like, oh, damn. Okay. Go off, King. Go off. Um, but anyways, so before Block B, Zico was actually involved in the underground hip hop scene and was allegedly good acquaintances with Arma BTS back in the day. Along with other people like Minnow and whatnot. Uh, see the K-pop ice, uh, iceberg tier videos about Zico scandals, though. Yes, uh, yes. We go way more into that than we got more to cover into this video that I'm not going to cover right now. Um, as for music recs, though, uh, Zico, I think, for the most part, has put out pretty good music. The past couple of years, I don't, I'm not quite sure about his title track direction. But his albums are not bad still, but I think he's put out better prior, if that makes sense. Um, for example, I really like the Gallery EP, the Thinking Part 1 and Part 2, which is, I guess, a split album, if you will. That one I like a lot. Um, probably his last really big album I like. Any Song, which is a really good single, by the way. It, was. it also that was, was super popular. Good. Um, Soul Drift, which is a pre-single release of his latest EP, Grown Ass Kid. I like that song a lot, Soul Drift. He sings in that one, but it's, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. I like it more than the title track. Um, and then the, the television EP, uh, I think he has a song with G-Soul on there, which is a really, 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 really good song. Um, yeah, uh, I recommend Zico's, um, solo music. He is one of the few idols, too, that has m- made it past the point where people don't just consider him an idol anymore. Yeah. He definitely still, like, is... I think he's fine with being associated as an idol, but people definitely associate Zico more as an artist, like as a rap artist. Yeah. And nowadays he's definitely more so like he he'll he'll do whatever he wants. He doesn't he doesn't try to do the hardcore tough stuff all the time. Once in a he'll di- he dips into it here and there, but he's fine with being like an alternative. Like definitely gives Tyler the Creator vibes aesthetically at least here and there. But um, you know he does whatever he wants to do. You know he's he's running a company. It's under hype, so he's getting funding for whatever he wants to do, which I guess also includes creating a boy group. So much money. Uh, which I'm very curious to see how that goes. Right, Kayla? Yeah. I think that'll be... Yeah. I don't. I have no idea what type of direction they want to do with that, but it'll be interesting for sure. I feel... If there's one thing I can... I'm, I feel like I got a guarantee is Zico's going to make sure kids know how to rap. Oh, yeah, group. for sure. He, 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 coming from, he, Zico is who I would consider to be probably the best idol rapper we've ever had. P- 
period. Yeah. Like, one who is actually a good rapper. He is probably the best. Um, But yeah, I mean, good for him for opening up his new company. Good for him for getting hype to at least look after his company and allow Down to release music while he was away. And uh, good for him for trying to, also with Hybe's funding, put out a new boy group. It will be interesting to see if future R&B and hip-hop artists join the label, but I'm excited to figure see what happens. You know, he's uh, he's in good hands, I think, for the most part. It will be interesting. Uh, but yes, that's also the reason why I gave Zico a gold star, too, because he's just so influential with helping to bridge the idol and rapper gap. Yeah, for sure. And to be like, yeah, I can become a legit artist as a rapper and still be associated with the idol world in some way, you know? And that doesn't but have yeah. to be a bad thing to be associated with the idol world either, so. No, and, and, and that's how it started. Yeah. You know, that's how it all started was the influence of hip-hop and elements of before being an idol was a thing. So, like, it's in a way, it's like him accepting those roots in a way. But anyways, uh, Connect Entertainment, we won't go too much into this because I don't really have too much to say, but I think it's important to note this company that was founded by Khan Danielle in 2019 after his tenure of 101 ended. And it currently has Yuju, former G-Friend member, CL, and RB singer Chancellor. And the reason why I put this in here is for both Chancellor and CL. Chancellor, I don't know too much of his music, but if there's one thing I do know, I know the odd song Automatic, along with the remix. And girl, let me tell you, if there is a takeaway I want y'all to take away from watching this video, you have to listen to this fucking song. Because this song is such an anthem. It is an R&B party anthem. It is so fucking good. You have to listen to this song. Period. Period. And the remix as well, which is, by the way, like, it's about 15, 16 I think, minutes long. I think I'm, every so time great. I think of that song, I only think of the remix, because I've only heard the remix, which is, like, super fucking long. It is, but literally, there's a, you have more of a chance of getting more impressive hip-hop remixes than you do of having R&B remixes. Yeah. So it's, like, great that there's, like, one unifier R&B song. And Chancellor did that somehow. Somehow the dude did that, and that is impressive in and of itself. Also, can I um, say, so thanks, what Chancellor. a wild group of people to be in a company together. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Chancellor, CL, Yuju, and Kondan. Like, what, like, what do those Daniel. four people have to talk about together? I really don't know. I feel like Daniel has more to talk about with Yuju and CL than Chancellor, but I who just, knows? Like, yeah, I just thought about that, and I was like, this is a weird group of people to all be in a company together, specifically. <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever gets you money at this point. Um, I'm curious to see if more R&B people do join Con Daniel's company. Yeah. I mean, CL's technically kind of more firmly hip-hop at this point. Right. I mean, she released also the songs which I like after her tenure, Hello Bitches, Hua, and the Spicy Remix, which I don't think you're the biggest fan of, but I love the people in that remix a lot. It's just a fun song for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I recommend. Um, not too much else to say. I mean, you know, if you know CL, you know 21, you know the story behind all that. I'm not going to get into that today. But yeah, uh, P Nation. P Nation. Founded by Psy in 2019. Uh, this is the same side that was responsible for hits such as Champion, That That Daddy, and of course the one and the only Cundum Style. Yes, he did that. And he formed his own company after leaving YG. Recently, they debuted the boy group TNX in 2022, and it also had uh, was the former home of Hyuna, her fiancé Dawn, and of Jesse. Jesse recently left yeah. as well. 
Their pediatrician uh, is recently losing a lot of their people. Or at least a lot of the ones that are considered to be more idol-like. Their other members are, like, R&B slash hip-hop people that are still kind of sticking around. But, uh, we'll see. It's interesting. But, uh, it is notable. They are, that's what they're really notable for. They're acquiring well-known artists in their, within their own right from the hip-hop and R&B circles. And, uh, speaking of which, Crush! Oh, look, there's him and now his girlfriend, Joy. <laughs> Cute. That was from their music video, um, Mayday, which is cute because I think he filmed that during the pandemic, yeah, the did. start it of it, cute. inside his. I think it was his house too. I think so. It's a big house. The music video is pretty big music house. Video is very cute. It's a cute music video. This was before they started dating, though. FYI. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, I had to include that picture because I'm like, yep, here's 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 Crush looking adorable. I think he's recently putting out an EP soon though, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, he debuted in twenty twenty and twenty uh twenty twelve under the crew uh VVD. That's a crew that features um which other artists are underneath there that start off in there at least. I think it was Elo, Zion T, uh Crush, Gray, um, and someone else. And that's gonna bother me that I'm forgetting who else it is. But anyways, um there's like five of them. And he joined Amoeba Culture shortly after that, I think in like 2013 or 14. And then he joined P Nation in 2019. He's currently dating Joy of Red Velvet to what we know of. This will probably change in the future, either if they get married or not. So, But so far, they're still together, even after his uh, military days. So that's cute. Um, There's some cute interactions between those two before they were officially discovered dating. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's totally into her. I'm here for this. He completed his military service in 2022 and will be releasing new music shortly after the recording of this uh, episode. So, yeah. Um, Music Rex. Here's the one singular OST that I might recommend this whole entire episode. Uh, Beautiful from Guardian. Really, really popular song. That is the the song from Guardian. (laughs) That is the song from Guardian. And he has a great voice. He's, oh God, he's so good. He's so good at... uh, ballads and like the slower music he, he's great i love his voice i've always loved his voice uh mayday with joy which is again a cute music video and single joy does a pretty decent job um she plays into it well i was dying of laughter watching this music video because i'm like this is just so this is ridiculous <laughs> when she comes in <laughs> um uh other works i like from him interlude which is an ep wonder lost not to be confused with his other ep wonder lust there's there's a couple of them uh, Wonder Lost EP. I like that one a lot. Uh, from Midnight to From Midnight to Sunrise, uh, his second full uh, full album, and then outside a single album. He is a uh, one of the most popular R and B artists. I remember when I first heard him. I think it was in 2014 for like I think what was the song? I think it was like called Sometimes or something like that. It was before he released his first album. I listened to him. I'm like he better become fucking famous because his his voice is too damn good. To not be famous. And luckily he did. Luckily he did become famous. Oh, he's such... I always thought he was cute, too. I'm like, oh, I love his little ears. (laughs) Or or they're kind of big, but still kind of adorable. Um, A great artist. Really popular one. A a good easy one to get into as well. Um, Highly recommend him. That's why he gets the gold star. And also he got to date Joy. So he gets a gold star for that as well. Good job. Good job, Crush. Hayes, 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 Hayes. Um, she debuted in 2014 
and uh, went on on Pretty Rap Star 2, which is funny because she mainly sings now. And she, she did that in 2015, and then her career from there basically took off very quickly. Uh, very popular artist. And I say, think since about 2016, she's been continuously on the charts. And she recently joined P Nation in 2021 and released, uh, I think, was it the album Undo? I'm pretty sure what it was. Yeah. Um, Music Rex. God, I love so many of her works. Um, and July. Such I love a good EP. July. Uh, and July is so good. Um, uh, what was it? The EP, the, the three lines, you clouds and rain. Oh, that's so good. Oh my God. There's some really good singles in there. Wish and win first sight, which is a single. Uh, I think she, I think that was in 2020, that single or 2019, the end of 2019. That's such a good song. She's fine. That's a really good album. Late autumn and happen. Oh, both really good EPs as well. Um, oh God. She's her music has always been consistently solid. Like, she is just a consistently good artist that I love going back to. And she is pretty popular. Oh, she also did a single with when, um, I think Sugar was a producer on it. Um, what is it? Oh, What was the song called? I don't um, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Geary Boy was a featured, um, rapper in that song. I don't, what was song, the but, um, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, what is it? We don't, we don't talk anymore. We don't something. Yeah, something along those lines. It's, uh, it's gonna bother me. It's on the tip of my tongue, but, um. That's a good song too as well. She's a fantastic artist. Um, I great. I find it funny she won on Pretty Rap Star because she doesn't really rap at all anymore. Just kind of stuck with the singing. But hey, you know what? Whatever pays the bills. We don't at this talk point. together. Is what it is. We don't talk together. Yeah, that's a good song. But yeah, whatever pays the bills. The singing's paying her bills, and she's still pretty damn popular. I love her stuff. It's such a. It just works. It's so good. Uh, check her out. It's get gold star. Boom. Check her out. Next. Swings! He debuted independently in 2019 and was a part of Brand New Music, actually. Yes, Brand New Music, which is the home of, uh, what's that group? AB6. Um, AB6 and other artists. And there were other rappers in that group, too, as well. And he was there until 2014. At one point when he was younger, he lived in Atlanta and he had studied English in uh, uni in the States. Um, he had a lifelong, he is someone who has been honest about having lifelong struggles with things like OCD, PTSD, bipolar disorder, and major depression. He opened and operated a gym at one point, I know, but I think it may be closed now. Um, he also started the famous Control Disc, which we will get to shortly, in the first major industry-wide disc battle. He joined the military in 2014, despite having already had exemption for psychological disorders, and then ended up being honorably discharged in 2015, in September of that year, due to mental health issues. Are we shocked? Not really, unfortunately. I think it, I think it more so was a thing for him to um want to prove. Yeah, yeah. Because right. because we talked about this with um we talked about kind of the a little bit about the military and uh, the tier eight iceberg episode as well with Yu Sun Jun avoiding the military. There's definitely a thing among Korean men with wanting to complete that. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess he thought he could despite his psychological issues, but unfortunately it looked like it kind of got the best of him, which is unfortunate. But, you know, he he, I, he did choose to try, and that's his own choice. Um, but, you know, maybe the army was onto something, is what I'm going to say there. <laughs> um, he founded uh, Just Music, which also is known as Lynchpin Music officially, in 2019. He also founded Indigo Music in 2017 and acquired We The Plug in 2018 along with 
Giddy Boy being a co-CEO for that label. Uh, he was a contestant on Show Me the Money 2 and 9, uh, which is funny because he was... So he was contestant on Show Me the Money 2. And then decided to be a judge on Show say. Me the I Money was like, 3. I could have sworn he was a judge on Show Me the Money as well. Yes, he was a judge on 3, 7, and 8, along with being a mentor in High School Rapper 1. And then he went back to being a contestant on Show Me the Money 9. This was kind of a big deal and got people talking because they were just like, dude, what the what hell are you, are you doing? doing? And then he, I guess for some reason, probably after the whole um, being discharged from the military and stuff like that, he felt like he needed to prove himself. I think some other things were going down in his personal life. They felt like he had to like kind of go back and do this for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, he did. I think he left the CEO position of JM and we the plug at least. I think he's still technically the CEO of Indigo at least. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. And he joined P, P Nation in 2021. Um, Music Rex, I would say his upgrade zero, two, and three albums Mood Swings 2, and then Vintage Swings. Um, those three albums, pretty solid from him. He, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I'm impressed with his ability to, f- he, it's interesting. He's a character that has simultaneously caused problems in the industry in a way, just, just being kind of a little bit of an instigator, but yet I also feel bad for him. And he has been honest about his struggles with mental health and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just trying to push through, trying to take care of himself and just, uh, succeed in life and you know it's it, i think he's a testament to trying to um i hope he continues to stay healthy you know because considering that there's been idols in the past that have lost their lives due to mental health issues um i hope he's still able to take care of himself and um you know he's still a very good rapper and has been a huge influence on the industry um so that's why i give the guy a gold star because he does have a lot of talent but i it's i know the guy's Still struggling with trying to take care of himself. So hopefully he continues to do so in the future. Anyways, um, moving on. We have the bonus of the disc con- of the control disc timeline. This is an incident that I think y'all need to know. Absolutely. Because this was a pretty big deal back in the day. This happened in 2013. And we start with a little bit of some pre- uh, before the discs happen. We start off with July 19, where rapper Esens leaves Amoeba Culture. We will talk about Esens later on. Um, excuse me. In July 12th, rapper Big Sean, yes, that Big Sean, releases a promotional single, Control, and it features Kendrick Lamar, who also was still relatively newer on the scene at the time, which includes a verse from him about hip-hop artists needing to step up and save hip-hop. Where I guess Swings took that a little bit too literally and decided to release a diss track in, uh, on August 21st called King Swings on the brand new music YouTube channel. And it was met with responses from Ugly Duck, Take One, and Deep Flow. And then uh, his mainly, and that this was mainly towards, uh, prompted um, the next, on August 22nd, uh, prompted Essence to release You Can't Control Me, where he disses his former agency and former boss, uh, rapper Gecko. And then on the 23rd, Swings decided to release another diss track called Juan Junmin, aka uh, King Swings Part 2, which targeted Simon Dominic, which is, uh, who was also, at the time, was under Amoeba Culture and is a rapper, and also uh, was uh, in a um, duo with Esens under Supreme Team. We will get to that, more of that later. Gecko then releases on the August 24th, 
I can't control you. And then Eason's response with the <laughs> this true story. And then Simon Dominic, I guess, doesn't mention what song he responds with, but he uses uh, control, the control beat to make a diss track to at Swings. And then August 26, Swings releases another diss oh track, New World, <laughs> at Simon. And then Amoeba Culture <laughs> decides to release a statement saying that it, quote, respects the opinions of its artists and will let oh them handle Lord. their own <laughs> problems themselves. And then August 27th, the diss tracks come to an end. But yes, that was an interesting time where basically people were mud-slinging diss tracks at each other. Other things were happening, but this was the main core things that happened in this control this battle. So it's a pretty notable event that happened within the Korean hip-hop scene. I guess when you don't have gangs trying to attempt to kill each other, this is what you have. Big diss battles. Which I guess is probably better in the long run. So, moving on from that. Uh, still under amoeba culture... Uh, I mean, sorry, holy cow. Um, P Nation, excuse me. Still under P Nation, we have Penomeco. He debuted in 2014, and his name, as he has stated, is a play on the words made in Korea. Uh, he joined uh, the company Million Market, which we will get to relatively shortly, in 2016, and then joined P Nation in 2021. And he was a contestant on Show Me the Money 6. Um, he's a really good, which is interesting that he was a contestant there because he's more so of a singer, but he's a really, I like his music a lot. Dry Flower, probably one of his best works he's ever put out there. So good. I also like the single uh, album Organic, the single song Tempo he does with rapper CK, and then Odd, which is a EP he collaborates with, uh, singer Ello on. We will get to Ello too later on in a little bit, but, um. Highly recommend Penomeco. Really good, solid R&B music. He's a very talented dude. Um, I swear everything that this guy touches turns to gold. Gold star. He gets a gold star. He's so good. All right. Next, um, some former members of P Nation that left in 2022. First off, the one, the only, the personality herself from New Jersey, Jessie, who debuted in 2005. Um, also uh, in Korea, and also was actually a part of the group uh, Trio Lucky J, which was kind of a short-lived uh, hip-hop group. But yeah, um, she skyrocketed the popularity in Unpretty Rap Star 1 in 2015, with her, notably with her phrase that she says in English on the show, oh, yeah. we are not a team, this is a competition. Yes. I love that. That just took, so that just took the world by storm. Uh, the phrase was in response to basically a little tiff she had with someone and they were fighting and blah, 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 blah. Um, but basically, she is a big popular personality type celebrity. She's made a big name for herself and also has made a big name with her singles. Um, notably, Zoom and Nunu Nana um, have been big hits. I like those songs. I don't love them, but I like them. And then she also did a couple songs with uh, rapper Flosick, Wet and All I Need which I really enjoy as well. Um, she, her music I don't absolutely love, but you know what? She's fun. She's a fun personality. She's gonna... She's gonna go ahead and continue probably doing singles as well. She's just, uh... She's doing her thing. She's killing it. She's also probably one of the few rappers or people that I know who's talked about getting, like... I think, like, a boob job. Yes, yes. Just being like, yeah, I got surgery. Whatever. She's very open about it, and we'll talk about it a lot, and I honestly love... Love her for that. She's honest. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I look hotter now, <laughs> I guess. 
which hey you know what i love the confidence you know and uh, and the honesty the being like hey i wasn't born with this but i still look good clearly it yeah. works <laughs> and then we have the arc um he's an interesting character um a korean uh ethnically korean but a chinese national from jilin china he was a rather infamous character from uh high school rapper four and show me the money seven he was pretty young when he was on that show i think he had a scan he had a couple scandals but he had a scandal well there's a few th- incidences he got into but there was a big one where i think he was involved with like a teeth like an adult that was older than him and he was like when he was like 14 oh, or something okay. which is kind of gross um but he also had a girlfriend when he was 17 who was like 25 years old so like where are his parents um, okay <laughs> just um yeah he's which I, I i he also got in trouble for apparently trying to buy an album that was apparently he wasn't old enough to buy or have uh, or whatever, yeah. but I, I, I mean, it's Korea. They're going to freak out over shit like this, but it's like, and I'm just coming to the States where I'm just like, this is nothing. I'm more concerned about the fact that there are women preying on him yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my, that's, that's my concern. Very interesting. Yes. There, I, I haven't really looked too deep into that, but I'm aware those are situations I feel bad in a way because I'm like, where are the adults in his life to make sure he's um not being taken advantage by adults? But I, I don't know what's going on there. A lot of it's also the the girlfriend who was 25 is not alleged, but I'm not quite sure about the other situation. So, but still, the fact that he was like 14 or 15 at the time, it's like, urgh. um, he did join P Nation for one year only. I haven't list. I'm not a huge biggest fan of his music but i like the songs uh he released under their potential in four languages where he does rap in four languages i'm impressed he raps in chinese he raps in korean english um i'm trying to think of the other one i think it was japanese i could be wrong don't quote me on that but he does rap in four languages well, it's impressive i mean honestly um he probably could have a career in china if he wanted to in theory if he knows chinese pretty well which i would think he does considering he's from there but yeah um, who knows? Um, he, I know, released new music where he kind of sounds like Justin Bieber and is trying to sing now, so it's interesting. <laughs> interesting, yeah. Very uh, interesting. He's a character to pay attention to, because I actually think he does have some good talent, but I just need him to release some better music, so. Eh, that's pretty much it. All my thoughts on him. All right, next. Million Market and ATM Soul. Now, this is an interesting thing. So, Million Market was founded in 2015, and was later acquired by SM Culture and Contents as a sub-label underneath there in 2018. Yes. One of, and a, probably one of the very first, like, hip-hop R&B sub-labels that I'm aware of that was connect, that's connected to an OG K-pop company, really. Um, one of the first ones out there, besides, like, Higher Ground and others. Um, and then ATM Soul was founded by rapper Bill Stacks in 2018. Bill Stacks, you well, I won't really talk about Bill Stacks too much, but um, because I don't really know his music, but he went used to go by Vasco, and he showed up. He was on Show Me the Money three, back in the day. Um, he was yeah, he won. I know he won Album of the Year in twenty twenty one for his um, album. I forget what the album's called, but it has a lot of um rolled up weed in it because he's had interesting uh, legal issues with weed, and he likes weed a lot, so. Oh boy, and um, Coogie was actually a former member of uh, ATM Soul, and he left the label um, in 2022. 
He's an AOMG now. We will talk about Kugi later. And Label is a subsidiary. And ATM Soul is a subsidiary of Million Market. And they're both owned by SM Culture and Contents. So, yeah, I guess at this point, Bill Sachs is the only person under ATM Soul at the moment. So it's, it's an interesting, interesting setup yeah. for sure. Yes. Uh, but the one I want to talk about and praise to the high heavens, I just love her music so much, is Moon Sujin, who debuted in 2018 in Million Market just as Moon, which definitely led to some confusing search options for a while until she decided to change her, her artist name to her full name, I guess, to make it a little bit easier. Yep. <laughs> Probably internationally. Because um, you realize maybe just putting Moon as my artist name is not the easiest thing to do. No kidding, honey. Um, <laughs> but, oh my god. She has such a great voice. It's literally honey. It's so good. I love her. I love her songs. I Oh my god. She was part of the automatic single. She, 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 she kicks ass. She's great on the chorus. She does amazing. I love her. God. I don't know what else to say. Um, she has actually done a few singles with some SM artists, which makes sense considering she's under owned by SM culture and content. So the connection there is not unfounded. I think she, I think it was like, uh, what's that subunit with Chanyol and, um, XOSC and, uh, Sam? Yeah. XOSC. She did a single with them. I think she did a song with tail as well. If I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I haven't really listened to those. To be honest. Yeah, I haven't really listened to those two, yeah. but um, her other her own stuff is really good. She recently released an EP this year, Lucky Charms. I like that one a lot. She released a single album, Don't Care uh, slash Woo. Uh, those are both really good songs. Her single with uh, Vince, who is under the Black Label, who I also learned his real name is John, thanks to that Blackpink documentary. Oh, yeah. Rosé talks about John. I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, that's Vince. Weird. No wonder why. No wonder why you haven't released more music, Vince. <laughs> God damn it. Um, he only has like two singles out uh, under Vince. Uh, I'm just like, come on, John, release some more music. Stop making music for Blackpink. Release some more <laughs> singles. Screw that. Your single. I want your single songs. I don't know. Um, the song tonight he's with uh, Moon Sunjin is really good. And then Walk in the Night's a really good single from her. Uh, she's a great artist. Just just listen to her. She got a body yaddy yaddy. She's got she's a great audit, artist. She's killing it. Just uh, I love her. Just gold star. Boom. I don't care. This I'm biased. Just listen to her shit. It's so good. Moving on. More Rex. <coughs> oh jeez. Um, Giselle. Um, formerly under Million Market, she debuted in 2019 under the company and then left and is now in a company called EMA. Also was in the OG automatic single. Just got to point that out there too. Her verse is so good in that song. I love it. Um, Music Rex. She does a song with Moon, Sujin, Only You. So I guess they're so good buddies. Um, She has a single called Problem. A single uh, with the rapper BY called Secret. And then recently she released an EP under EMA called Therapy Session, which I really do like. Uh, It's only four songs. Um, Check her out. She's a great artist. She has a great voice. And then we're going to highlight uh, MC Mon. He's an interesting character. He was original. He debuted independently in 2014 and had a, he's a good rapper. I like his song, Miss Me or Diss Me. Um, he really said after his, uh, a while after he had a very infamous scandal avoiding military service where he extract, he had his molars extracted. He tried to avoid it by extracting his molars. That is very bizarre. 
Yes. I, I it, Listen, dude, I know. It's a lot of hard work. No one wants to do it. But that's the law. <laughs> that's the law. You wonder why your reputation's tarnished. Like, and you thought your molars. Like what? Missing teeth you thought was going to get you out of that? Bro. Bro. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's still under a million market to what I know of. But, uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. I would definitely look into that scandal more, personally. But, yeah. Um, moving on. Finally, we talked about Robbie long enough. Here's his label, oh, Grooveland. It was founded in uh, by Robbie in 2019 after he left Jellyfish Entertainment. And currently has uh, Zydo, now as of very recently, Just This, rapper Just This. That, that was a very last-minute addition I had to make <laughs> to this list. <laughs> Uh, or had to rearrange some things. But yes, now Justice is under Grooveland. I'm going to say Grooveland for now. I don't know how to pronounce this. but um, I feel like that. Nafla, of course, we mentioned prior. And formerly had uh, rappers uh, Cold Bay and Chillin' Homie. And everyone that was there in the label besides Zydo had appeared on Show Me the Money. And of course, Nafla won Show Me Money 7. And then we got the founder and a former artist. Because these are the two I want to talk about more so. Oh yeah, Ravi was a rapper. He was a member of Vix. Left Jellyfish. He has appeared on Show Me the Money 4. He did okay. He did not great, to be Honestly, honest. Honestly, what's more impressive about Ravi is how he's managed to create a decent label and also just have all the connections and of these rappers and actually be legitimately recognized. That is, I think, it's the thing honestly, that's pretty wild to me is that he has been so yeah. successful with his company. His multiple, I think, multiple companies now. Multiple. Does he have another company? There is another, I only know about there is another one. Um, it's called like the live. I want to say it's called the live or something like that. I'm pretty sure that I should. I'm pretty know. sure he's got a second company. <laughs> I guess he now has two companies. I really don't know. Um, I only know about Grooveland though. Um, but yeah, the one song I like from him is Rockstar featuring Palo Alto. But otherwise, I don't really listen to his solo work that much, to be honest with you. Uh, if you're a Vix fan, I would say probably check it out. But uh, it's definitely different from what I he does also, under Vix. Yeah, I'm but, not a fan of yeah. his. It's like weird, his solo music. Yeah. It's different. I, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's hip-hop, but it's like, I don't know. It's not what I would go for, really, personally. But, yeah. And then we have a former artist, Chillin' Homie, because I want to include him, because he's actually a pretty good rapper. Um, he debuted under Dynasty Music in 2018. He joined Grooveland in 2019, and then he left that company and joined Minefield in 2020. I know he recently has been going through some mental struggles, too, as well, but he has been killing it lately with music. He released three EPs this year. All of them are collab EPs, though, which is interesting, but he is still a part of all of them. Um... Stole is a single he did with, like, three other rappers when he was still under Groovelin. Uh, that's a pretty good single. I like it because it's kind of like a club vibe. But, like, not like a uns, uns, but lo- more like a runway walk kind of club vibe. I don't get it, but it's really good. Um, and then he has, um, he did Log- Login was an EP he did last year I that I really like just with him. And then, um... The three he released this year, Bad Neighbors with rapper Khan. That's a pretty, that one goes hard. I like that one a lot. <laughs> G-Shock with Dilla and Yun Voss, two other rappers I don't really know that much, but uh, also a good EP. And then probably, possibly my favorite because 
A-Team, which is an EP he did with Blase. Blase I love. Blase is the king of drill in Korea, I would say, at this point. Uh, if you don't know what drill is, it mainly originated from the UK. And recently has gone to, uh, managed to get its way to New York. Uh, which, in some ways, the New York scene of drill has been associated with very negatively because of a lot of unfortunate gang activity tried with it Ooh. and a lot of people dying. So there's a lot of kind of unfortunate controversy around that, yeah. which is sad. But I do like the drill. I like the, objectively speaking, music-wise, I do like the New York drill stuff because I it reminds me a lot of the UK drill and I love UK drill a lot. And that's what Blase is really good with. So that was just a perfect EP for me. I really like that EP. Um, I wouldn't say... Uh, Chillin' Homie does drill. No, he's 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 not a drill rapper, but um, we won't really talk about Blase, but I would like to talk about Blase in a future episode. We won't talk about him in this episode, but Blase's a really good rapper. Um, Yeah, but Chillin' Homie's been very smart with trying to make good uh, connections and trying to release good albums through that and get his name out there. Um, So I applaud him. So good job. Good job, dude. All right, what's up? This is Just This, and he is here to... Not give a diss battle, but we're going to talk about him because he has been a major influence in this industry, especially as of late. He debuted independently in 2015 and then joined Indigo, which we will talk about later, in 2017. He infamously had a diss battle with uh, another company where we'll talk about, VMC members Deepflow, Nuxall, and Dodd Mills. Um, which led to the creation of the This Is Justice VMC disc single, which I do recommend you listening to. It's just pure nine minutes of him shitting on people, which is great. Uh, he was also a judge on Show Me The Money 9, so he's partly responsible for the famous VVS single, and was also, it is also one for the, as of now, as of this recording, in upcoming Show Me The Money season, Show Me The Money 11. That show is still going on. I am impressed. Nice. There's even more contestants apply for that show, which is insane. It's just, I swear, the show somehow keeps getting bigger and bigger. I don't get it. And this year, he apparently has decided to start singing on to Dingo Freestyle singles. And he's actually not bad, surprisingly. He's not a bad singer. I don't know. I'm, I'm impressed, honestly. I'm very impressed. Um, and, of course, as very shortly um, before this recording, he joined Groovelin on September 15th this year year in 2022 music recommendations besides his uh this single which is available on spotify this is justice uh for the youth with palo alto which we already briefly mentioned um too many homes for one kid that is a pretty uh well highly regarded album in korea uh definitely recommend listening to listening to that and then he has a uh, two uh, well, a single Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, and then, of course, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night 2, which is an EP. Long title, yes. Um, I think it's a reference to something, though. I don't know which movie it is, but anyways, good stuff. He's a great rapper, very impressive, very highly skilled. Check him out. That's why he gets the gold star, along with just the influence of the rap culture scene in Korea as of recently. He's just very talented. So yeah. All right. We made it to the J Park labels. Oh, the J Park labels. Woo! The J Park labels, which is arguably the biggest labels in Korea, I would say. Slash also the most influential as of in recent years. Um and also besides Epikai, I would say the J Park labels, along with J Park himself, are probably the biggest the the first two 
parts of Korean hip hop that most people I know tend to get into. Like personally, from my experience. Um, but anyways, let's talk about uh, more vision and J-Bum and then I guess uh, J-Park's history, really. So J-Park was born in Seattle, Washington. And he uh, joined a dance crew when he was younger, Art of Movement. And that was where he met his longtime producer buddy, Cha-Cha Malone there. And he started out as a member of 2PM in JYP. Uh, we talked about this in our Iceberg Scandal about that whole situation. About the year he left uh, and after the resurfaced MySpace comments when he was younger. Uh, if you want to hear more about that, go there to hear about that. Um, when he, he went back to the States, worked in a car garage, actually, per his own words, before heading back to Korea under contract to IHQ, which was from 2011 to 2013. And he... Early and after, once he became a soloist, he had early collaborations with Doki, The Quiet, and MFBTY, uh, Busy Tiger, Newman Ray, which we will talk about those guys later. Uh, he created a couple of music labels, <laughs> now at this point three, and he uh, basically was constantly releasing singles and projects. He notably signed with The Rock Nation in 2018. He released two EPs under that label, um, and that contract ended in 2020. Um, the Rock Nation, for those who are unaware, is a label that uh, Jay-Z has created. So, rapper Jay-Z. Uh, so, yeah, big deal. Big, big deal. Uh, there's pictures of him standing next to Jay-Z and Beyonce. They exist. Um, he also decided to start up his Wan Soju company, creating, I guess, his own version of Soju in 2022. He also just stepped down as CEO of both AOMG and Hiring Music in 2022, and then now is currently the CEO of a new label called More Vision, which I think the only artist signed underneath there is a dancer called Honey Jay. Oh, which she, okay. It's, like, interesting with her because it's kind of like a DJ Khaled situation, except she dances, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where she has other artists feature on songs for her, but, like... She's a dancer, right, right. and I think she probably helps create the songs and writes, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, have you seen the latest performances with her and Lil Cherry doing Honey? I think you said that to me. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, because she's dancing. She doesn't really sing. Is she but one of the um, it, like Street Woman Fighter people? I think she was on Street Woman Fighter, yeah. Yeah, I think she was. Um. But yeah, uh, Jay Park, so yeah, now he's doing more Vision. Allegedly, this is going to be the label that I think people spe are speculating because he has talked about wanting to do a boy group of his own. People are thinking it's most likely going to be under more Vision at this yeah. point, which is fair. Um, and, uh, and I think allegedly he's still a, um, a consultant slash like, um, I don't know how to say it, but like a guiding voice in uh, AOMG and Hiring Music still. To what I know of, um, he probably still has shares of both companies, I imagine. I would. Right, right. If I created them. But yeah, he's a huge influence on the rap scene. Oh my god. He also, I didn't, I didn't mention it here, but he starred in multiple seasons as a judge on Show Me the Money. Um, he also had a, uh, oh, I think we talk about Sign here actually later on. So I'll wait then to talk about Sign here. But um, music rec-wise for him, his albums, I like worldwide everything you wanted in evolution from him. Uh, EPs, I like Nothing Matters, This Wasn't Supposed to Happen, and Everybody Sucks. Uh, I think Everybody Sucks is an EP he does with DJ Wear Gun. That one's, a, that one's a unique one in his music category. And then as for singles, Love My Life, Engine, Granada, which he recently did with IU this year. That one became very popular in Need to Know. 
another song he recently released. Um, pretty good. Pretty good uh, R&B song. Jay Park fluctuates between hip-hop and R&B often. The R&B stuff is definitely his more popular works, but he has always loved to rap and loved to do hip-hop, so he goes back to that pretty often. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, him and his labels are the reason why I think a lot of the... He, very influential into the change of the hip-hop and R&B landscape. Hugely influential because of that. Whether you even like his music or not, he's, he's an automatic gold star for me. He he helped shape the current um, way that hip-hop and R&B is perceived in Korea. So huge inspiration for that, and I commend him for it. Uh, yeah, uh, just listen to his stuff. He's a great gateway to start off with getting into this. And now his uh, labels. Let's talk about the J-Park labels, now AOMG, which was founded in 2013 by J-Park, which included himself, a Gray, and then a producer, Jong Goon, who left in 2015. Uh, Simon Dominic joined on as co-CEO in 2014 after he left um, Amoeba Culture, and then he stepped down in 2018 uh, due to some mental health issues and stuff like that. But he is still currently an artist there, so he seems to still be fine with that. Chilling around there. And then DJ Pupkin, a DJ on the label, takes over as co-CEO and then eventually becomes the sole CEO in 2021. And notably, the label also has side on the Korean zombie, a.k.a. Jun Chan Sun, a famous MMA and uh, fighter and kickboxer. Is this, the, and, is uh, this the, com- the guy he was the guy that was fighting him, the one who punched uh, Jay Park in the face? Yeah, was it not Ortiz? Whatever his Brian name was, Ortega? something Ortiz? Or, yeah, Brian yeah. Ortega, sorry. Yeah, this was the one that Brian Ortega was supposed to fight, but then he punched Jay Park in the face instead, yeah, I guess. I, I and, and, yeah. That whole thing. That whole thing. Yeah, it's interesting. They haven't done this with any other rapper, or, I mean, sorry, MMA fighter right. yet, but uh, for, the Korean Zombie is probably arguably the most famous MMA fighter out of Korea currently, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, he also, the company also created the show Sign Here, uh, which was also a rap R&B competition show. Basically, the idea was to uh, sign a new contestant onto the label. And the winner of that was uh, R&B slash um, indie, kind of. I don't know about indie, but like alternative R&B. Let's go with alternative R&B artist, uh, Sogum. And was offered a contract at OMG, and she signed on as a uh, solo artist there. All right, let's talk about that. Yes, woman, Yes. Yes, let's talk about Hoodie first. Hoodie is the first female to be signed under AOMG ever in the company's history. Um, she debuted independently in 2013 and then signed under the company in 2015. Fantastic artist. Her voice is literally heaven. It's so fucking good. I, 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 uh, oh, God, so good. Literally. Um, Hangan, fantastic song done with Chacha Malone. Departure, that album is brilliant. On and On is such a good EP as well. That was my first exposure to her was that EP. And then uh, D-Day, also a really good EP. Just listen to her music. Just do it. Just do it. See? See the gold star? Do it. Do it. Also, speaking of just do it and just listen, Davida. Boom. Look at this girl. Look at her. Just listen to her music. She signed to 8-Ball Town, uh, originally coming from the States. And then uh, she joined AOMG in 2020. And she recently featured in the BI single, B2B2. And she does great. Um, her music is literally so good. Her so- her she- her voice is heaven. Oh God, I I loved her song Evita. 
a lot from the Creme EP. So good. Her first debut EP. Fantastic. Um, American Gothic is the EP she released this year. Also really good. Um, she also did a single with a former boss, I guess, from 8 Town, Kieran, which we will get to later on. Uh, Move In, which is really good as well. And she also was part of the, uh, was it Best of the Best collab, which I think was the Michael Jordan single of the year for Michael Jordan's, where a bunch of other R&B hip-hop artists show up in the song and sing and rap and whatnot, and she does the chorus of that song. Uh, yeah, uh, so good. Just, just, I think she also hinted that she's not straight, so, like, if you need more reason to support her, then there you go. She's not straight. Go ahead, support her. Um, I don't, I don't know. People, people are into that. She might have made a, she might have, I will say an interesting tidbit about her is that she kind of has made and deleted a, um, video, um, about be of her quote unquote looking respectfully at BP, <laughs> but in a way of like, uh, I think it was that, what's that video quote line? It's like, are you a homosexual? A homosexual? Or like, I forget the, it's some Vine or some, um, TikTok. But yeah, I'm just like, and of course she promptly deleted that. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> girl, girl. Um, I, I think Kami still has the video saved somewhere. <laughs> but um, a- anyways, but either way, Tavita's a great singer. Just listen to her. She's fantastic. Just literally her singing is heaven. It is like literal, like Hoodie's great too as well. But like Tavita, oh my God. It's like you're becoming, it's like, you know, if, if, if a singer could make you like a born again Christian, it'd probably be DeVita, which is ironic me saying that, but it'd probably be DeVita. Honestly, just listen to her music. It's so good. So, so, so good. Oh my God. Just gold stars, both of them. Amazing. Talented. Awesome. Woman supporting woman. Let's go. Moving on. Uh, more women. More women. <laughs> more women. Uh, speaking of which, the winner of the Sign Here competition show, Sogum. Um... I'll put it this way. Some people have been wondering who invented mumble rapping in Korea or mumble talking in Korea. Honestly, I'd say it's Sogum, but, you know, that's um, besides the point. <laughs> uh, she debuted originally under crew and slash label Bombing Tiger in 2018 and then joined AOMG in 2019 after winning Sign Here. And I think originally I learned, too, is that she apparently started off trying to le- learning and creating, uh, not creating, but I think learning as a, she was like big into classical music at the time, but then decided to branch off and do her own thing. And uh, yeah, that's what she is now. A solo artist. Um, she has some, she actually, she has interesting music and she has an interesting vocal style. That I, I'm not quite sure how some people are going to feel about it, but I like her. I like it though. Uh, her song Imagine is really good. That's with hoodie. Um, I like that song a lot. My Taste, I think that that's one with Zico. Yeah, that one's a really good song. I like that one a lot as well. Not My Fault, which is an album with producer Dress. Um, we'll see. Well, we won't talk about Dress too, too much. But uh, he uh, he did a lot of music with um, Sogum for a while. He was al- It's like Sogum was almost like his muse, I swear. Um, uh, Precious, which is another album. Uh that's a really good album. And then Salt Rain, which is like a, a single album she did this year, which is more, I say, acoustic-like. She did it with another singer. Um, I forget her name. But uh, so it comes a more unique artist that might not be for everyone's taste, but I like her music. I like her style. I like her vibe. So I dig it. Um, and oh, look, a familiar face. It's Ehi. Where have we seen her before? Oh, yeah, the runner-up to K-pop star one. <laughs> and a former YG artist who, where she joined after K-pop star one. 
And uh, she joined in 2012 and left in 2020. And then she joined uh, AOMG shortly thereafter. Yeah, she's um, she's been doing good recently. Uh, releasing a bunch of music and stuff like that. Um, I really, I mean, if, if you're not aware of Hee High, get on it. <laughs> get on it. She's get great. Get it together. Get it together. Um, she, she literally, such a great voice as well. Uh, First Love, great album. 24C, which I think featured... The last single that B.I. appeared on before he was kicked out of YG because of his drug stuff that came up. Um, and then there was Soul Light. Uh, that was a really good album as well. I like that one a lot. And then For Only, which is her latest album that she released under AOMG. Um, wicked good. Wicked good album. Fantastic. Still killing it. We love it. Keep keep rocking, Lehigh. Keep rocking. Um, bonus. I decided to add these guys in last minute because I thought it was pretty timely. Um, as of recently, um, Bombing Tiger, because why not? Uh, because of the connection through Sogum. And there she is right there, just, uh, chilling with the dudes. And, yeah. So they are a music collective founded in, uh, 2018. And this music collective includes senior Sogum, rapper Omega Saipin, and Mud the Student. And also had a former member of Byonun, a.k.a. John Sokun, who was a rapper as well. I, I mentioned him because he shows up in the single that I'm going to talk about, um, Armadillo, which is really good. Um, uh, Omega, and recently, Omega Saipin's uh, single Plum was used for a worldwide Apple commercial in 2022. So go off, King. Love it. We, we, we love this choices. Um, he mainly raps, though, in English, so I think that's a part of the reason why. Um, but a really good single from him and probably his, one of his less, uh, eclectic singles, more mainstream friendly, if you will. Um, yeah, so it's great. Yeah, great job. Um, I would say, um, what else, what else do we have here? Um, Mother Student also appeared on Show Me the Money 10 and then recently they released a song with RM, Sexy Nuke Kim. They did. Hence why I decided to move them up here because it's pretty timely. Uh, these guys aren't Nugu, or at least they're not that Nugu. Um, this, this collective also includes, like, other producers, um, also, like, um, just videographers, stylists, kind of think, like, almost like Brockhampton, if you will, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a Brockhampton scenario, um, you know, where it's just, like, kind of that crew together. Um, I would say for their Balming Tiger singles, because they mainly only release singles at this point, uh, I'm Sick, which is a Dingo Freestyle single. Uh, Armadillo, Colo Colo, which I, I love both of those a lot. Uh, I think Armadillo is all in English, I think. Yeah, Armadillo is all in English. Um, that, that's the one with Beyond on. Well, when he, Sukun, who was formerly known as Beyond on. Um, that was before he left the group, the collective. Um, Colo Colo is really good. Uh, just fun slash also the single loop. Uh, Sogum's on both of those. Uh, great song. Those are, those are both great songs. And then Sexy Noon Kim, really good single. Um, more mainstream for them, but still pretty unique, I'd say. And then I'm gonna mention some music recs from Omega Saipin, or Saipin, forget how you say it. He has a song Dull Bookie with uh, producer I think EDM producer Bauer, which is really good. Um, I like that one a lot. Uh, Wooga, which is an EP he recently released with that includes the single Plum. Uh, Chrome Hearts Ring, which he has with Little Cherry, which is 
it's 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 a fun kind of I wouldn't say it's a stupid song. It's a fun little uh, electronic hip hop inspired single with Little Cherry. Uh, also has a single Pop the Tag and his Garlic EP. And then we also have Mud the Student, still pretty new on the scene. He only just recently showed up on Show Me the Money Ten. His EP Field Trip I like a lot too, and his latest single Pseudoscience. Um, very unique, has elements of rock, but also it's just a mishmash of what if, whatever the hell he wants to do. And yeah, it's pretty good. I like these guys a lot. They're a fun. Uh, they're right up my alley in terms of like style of music. Fun collective, just does whatever the hell they feel like doing. Group, and I like them a lot. They're fun. I highly check them out. They get a gold star for that reason. All right, some more R&B men. Singer Ello, who debuted under VVD, uh, which has crushed local Grey Zion T as well in 2012. And then he joined AOMG at some point before 2016. I don't know when. Might have been 2015. And he is also part of the Automatic Remix. He's kind of, for a while, he was kind of quiet, but he recently released an album this year. So uh, he's been getting more work out there. I like his EP, uh, Eight Femmes, a lot. And, of course, here's the EP he did with um, Penameco Odd. And then also he put out the album recently, Reality Check. And that's a pretty solid album. Um, let's see here. We also got uh, Yugyum, which is should be a familiar face for the K-pop <laughs> girlies and boys. A uh, member of uh, GOT7. Still a member of GOT7. They have not disbanded. They actually put out an EP this year. They did. They did um, not. Outside of uh, JYP, which is good for them. Uh, he was also a part of Just Two with uh, JB in uh, 2019. And he joined, after leaving JYP, he joined AOMG in 2021. Uh, yeah, and uh, he hasn't released too much music. I gotta say that Just Two EP is really freaking good. And also, A Point of View, You, the EP, pretty solid EP. Uh, yeah, he has room for improvement, but uh, he, I think he has a bright future ahead of him. He, you know, I was a little bit concerned because I don't know how strong of a singer he was, but I think the R&B dance route is going to be good for him. So if he continues along that path, he's going to do pretty well. So yeah, we'll be interesting to see what he we get from him in the future. Ah, uh, Gray. Ah, uh, yes. A gold star on him. He also was a part of VVD, the crew VVD. Uh, founding member of AOMG in 2013. Actually, his EP, Call Me Great, was the very, I think, the very first thing they released under AOMG. So, yeah, he's been with the company for a long, long time. Uh, mostly, I would say he is the f- properly classified as mostly a producer, sometimes a feature, and then once in a while, he's a singer slash rapper, whenever he feels <laughs> like it. <laughs> he's mainly, he also was a judge on Show Me The Money 5 and 10. Uh, his music is hugely influential. So many artists have had him as a producer, especially under AOMG. Like, um, God. And he, and the music he has put out was actually pretty solid, too. His Grey Ground album, which we have been waiting for literal years at that point for him to drop, dropped, I think, like, last year? Yeah. And it was a pretty solid effort. Um, definitely more of his style, which is like a chill, kind of more R&B classy style for himself, I would say. His Call Me Grey EP is really fun, and I, and I it's it's nostalgic for me. I really love that EP. I remember when I first heard it, like in 2013. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, his Moon Blue, Moon Blue is a single he did with uh, Dingle Freestyle. That one's a pretty nice, chill, classy one. Grey Ground's a fun single too. I remember being there for that. 
Uh, Take Me There, which is a single he has featuring Moon Soojin. Again, we love Moon Soojin, so of course I'm going to listen to that single. We love it. I love it. Uh, and then remember, another single. Um, Yeah, he definitely should put out more music, but honestly, his production is so good. He has produced so many iconic songs, even for Show Me the Money. Like, uh, it's like, especially Who You for Show Me the Money 5. He produced that one. Uh, so good. Just, uh, yeah, gold star. Huge contribution in the producer realm and, and also in the artist realm, I'd say. But yeah, great dude. All right, we got Kugi, the former uh, other ATM Soul member. He uh, debuted at ATM Soul in 2018. He participated in Show Me the Money 7, and he joined AOMG in 2022. Has been rising the ranks. Um, hey, he has, he has a very distinct rapper flow, which kind of sounds like he's singing, but it's not. Uh, I like it. I, I do enjoy it. It's honestly impressive. I'm just like, where does the dude take a chance to breathe? Like, real talk. <laughs> where does he breathe? How does he breathe? Is it possible? The fact that he could just go on and on and on like that. I'm just like, God damn, son. Yeah. He, he, he did an EP with uh, rapper CK, which we will get to actually kind of shortly coming up. Uh, in uh, SOS, or Sink or Swim. Uh, he also did a single album, Coding Black. He also did the single Pow, which features Grey. And then also had the album Up, which uh, has a pretty good single I like called North Face, which features the elusive Jackie Y, which we will get to later on in this video. Um, but yeah, solid artist. I like him. Um, I don't absolutely love him, but he's a good one I like to go back to from time to time. So check him out. He's good. <laughs> uh, loco, 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 loco. He is the very first winner of Show Me the Money. A lot of people don't know that these days, but yes, he won the first season of Show Me the Money. He was also a judge on Show Me the Money 4 and a mentor on High School Rapper 4. And Show Me, he debuted around 2012, so it was right around that time where he started getting his stuff. And then shortly after Show Me the Money, he joined AOMG in 2013, and he's been there since. Uh, he went to the military in 2019, he got on in 2020, and then very recently, he announced that he's he um, met up with a School for with a friend um, from a school uh, after he got on the military, and now he's gonna get married to her, which is exciting! Oh, Yay, cute. marriage! Let's go. I'm glad he's happy. Um, yeah, but he's 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 definitely one of the more popular mainstream artists in Korea, I would say. Um, like one of those rappers that the general public just loves. He has more of a, he definitely has more of a chill, like vibe when it comes to rap. Not as hardcore. Um, yeah, I, I'd say um, Locomotive, his first album, is kind of nostalgic because there's like an older style for him that like is just you don't really hear that style anymore he has these days, but I still like it. Um, whatever, what other singles are good? Uh, the single Yun with Baekhyun, I think that they did for uh, SM Station is pretty solid. Hello, which is a pretty good EP. U2, which is a single. Um uh, Bleach, which is a pretty good album. And then Somebody with Fwasa Mamamoo, which is a single. And he also released a single uh, album, little couple singles with Fwasa this year too as well, which which were both pretty good. Um, he For a good collaborator with Fwasa. Uh, those two are pretty good. They're a pretty good music collab pair, I will say. They just, they bounce off each other, each other pretty well. Um, yeah, the fact that he he's a huge part of the reason why Show Me the Money became so popular and just also the fact that he is one of the more popular artists in Korea that and helped really build AOMG. So like really he gets a gold star cuz he just he's important. 
He's killing it. Doing a great job. And he's getting married. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Yay, love. All right. Woo. Or, well, I say one Jay because technically he goes by Woo as an artist or Woo as an artist, but his name is Woo One Jay. So, which is what he started off as. He was on Show Me the Money 6, which is where he got his start because he was, he only started rapping in college uh, for about a year prior to joining Show Me the Money 6. And then he signed to AOMG after he got out. He made it to the, uh, I think he made it to like the final three and then, you know, it became third place. But, uh, yeah, he's been, uh, in AOMG since then. He has somewhat of an impressive neck tattoo. I would say it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I would ever, I would not get a neck tattoo, but, uh, it's kind of impressive. He's kind of a more quiet guy. Um, I would say definitely more shy and quiet um he recently the most interesting thing that happened to him recently is that the single he did with uh singer Mioni uh called um ghosting they did an interesting um uh promotion strategy where they released photos where it looked like they were a couple because really it's about like a a people ghosting each other like in a relationship but they released photos as if they were a couple so people kind of thought they were dating and then he had to go on like her her show that she hosts to basically kind of clarify the rumors and they're uh, and they're just like, no, we're not dating. It's just all for promotion, but we're good. We like to collaborate a lot. So I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's kind of fun though. But yeah, that's, that's the only other interesting thing. This guy hasn't really gotten into trouble ever yet as of right now. Um, other me- he doesn't have a ton of music out, but he's, he has pretty solid music. I say he's one of the better technical rappers under AOMG at this time. Uh, balance with loco is pretty good. Oh, we are featuring Loco and Gray. It's a pretty good single. Um, that was like his, his debut single out, outside of Show Me the Money. I think this was a single that was supposed to be on Show Me the Money, but it never got aired or never was added to the show, which in his case was a good thing because he released it after the show and it actually became very popular. So good on him because he gets those royalties, not MNET. Nice. Boom. We love it. Yay. Or he, him and Loco and Gray, I guess, get the royalties, but you know. Anyways, um, he also has an EP called AF. Pretty unique. The main, the music video for this single of this EP, I think, was filmed in Mongolia, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a pretty unique MV. Uh, I like this EP a lot. Uh, the album Blackout's pretty good. We already talked about Ghosting. And then uh, Uniform featuring, PH, featuring PH1. We'll talk about PH1 shortly. But uh, yeah, that's a good single, too. He just needs more music. He's a great artist. I just want more music from him. That's all. Just keep doing your thing. Woo. Keep doing your thing, 1J. Uh, yeah, uh, Gold Star. Because one of the better technical rappers, I think, in this industry. So, killing it. Next. The one, the only, Simon. Simon Dominic. Simon D-O-M-I-N-I-C. Uh-oh. Mm. That's off his uh, single off of a one and only EP called Take a Wild Guess. Simon Dominic. Boom. Uh, very catchy. Um, so his stage name is actually a combination of his baptismal name and apparently Wesley Snipes' character in the film Demolition Man. Okay, that's a choice. <laughs> Which is a mix. We'll go with it. But that's hey, a choice. why not? That's a choice. Another potential Catholic in our midst, I guess. Anyways, um, him and Essence actually formed Supreme Team in 2019. So they were a duo. And they both signed under, and they both signed under Amiibo Culture then. And he actually released solo music in 2011 at that time as well. 
And then Supreme teamed to spin in 2013, and then Simon left um, in 2014 to join AOMG as a co-CEO and then stepped down in 2018. He was also a judge on Show Me the Money 5, and mainly he's just been just enjoying his life being an artist and stuff like that. Really. Um, he did have a little bit of a struggle when he did release Dark Room Roommates Only, kind of dealing with the not being in his mind as great of a CEO and just kind of struggling mentally then, so... That's Dark Room is an album that stands out amongst the rest of his work, but I think it's a pretty good album. Um, he was also part. He was also the uh, on Show Me the Money Five. He was like the team guy for Who You, uh, for that single oh, yeah. and just that crew of guys. Uh, featuring one of them featuring Bi, which we will talk about towards the end of this video, <laughs> if we ever get there. Um, <laughs> How many slides are written to the PowerPoint? Are we? One hundred. Oh, nice. Over a hundred. <laughs> It all depends on me talking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, One and Only is also a pretty good EP. His uh, solo album he released in 2011. Uh, Simon Dominic SNL, presents SNL League Begins. Don't know why it says that, but it's a pretty good album. And then No Open Flames, which is more of his, like, you know, feeling myself thoughty hip-hop vibes, I guess. Um, he's great. Huge influence in the industry, especially under Supreme Team. Um, managed to make a comeback, too. After, you know, having to step down as a co-CEO for his own sake. But uh, he's killing it. And, uh, yeah, he gets a gold star for that. Um, now, moving on to the other Jay Park labels. Higher Music, which was co-founded with Cha-Cha Malone as a co-CEO in 2017. And the thing is, he wanted to... Jay Park wanted to make this label to um, make it more international with Korean artists and Seattle-based artists. To kind of make... Because I guess he, based on the way that AOMG was set up, it didn't allow for them to be able to promote or have artists sign up under outside of Korea, I guess. And there's a weird setup with that. But um, yeah, because of that, they, they, that's why they created higher music. Uh, yeah, only PH Reds, though, from the AOM uh, dance crew is like the only... I think it's the only remaining Seattle-based artist currently, but that's also because I think he's a longtime friend of both uh, Cha-Cha and um, Jay Park. And recently, yeah, pretty much the international aspect of this kind of failed, and it's mainly just a Korean-based company, I'd say, at this point. The company is kind of on hiatus at the moment. I say kind of because artists have still been releasing music as of recently, but um, in order to promote, as you would know, Kayla, you need the Comac. Yeah. Uh, CEO on the Comac, and since Jay Park left, uh, they don't have a Korean CEO, oh, so they kind of yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. looking for one. So uh, they're in a weird situation right now, but uh, they still people are still releasing music as of recently, so they're still kind of doing okay. Um, music wrecks, though, I would say from them. The higher music, uh, Red Tape and Blue Tape. Listen to both these albums, especially Red Tape. That's where the Purge comes from. The oh, single. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, so I love that. Um, yeah, and uh, a great album. So good. Um, Iffy, which is the first Dingo Freestyle single, and the one that actually became super popular to continue the Dingo Freestyle singles. Um, Iffy features, I think it's like J-Park, PH1, and uh, CK. Yeah, that's a really good single. It's fun. Iffy, Iffy, yeah, yeah. Iffy, Iffy, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Giddy Up, which is another D Dingle Freestyle single. I think this one has um, CK, J-Park, Han, uh, PH1, and uh, Woody Go Child. Yeah. 
those five. Um, it's a fun single as well. I recommend that one too. All right. Then we got CK. He is now, as of very recently, a former member, which I'm kind of sad. But also, considering that uh, they're weirdly under hiatus, I don't blame him at all <laughs> for wanting to. Uh, he's still on good terms, though, um, with uh, the other um, higher music label people. Yeah. Like, they recently all just promoted at that um, British... Oh, they Actually, I that, think it was the they same... Went to the British thing. Yeah, they went to the British Music Festival, and they were all on stage, and they did the Purge and stuff together. Nice. So, like, he's still on good terms with them. He's just under a different label now, I guess, or doing his own thing, or whatever he's doing. Uh, yeah, he uh, debuted in 2015 under Bean, Bin True Music, and then joined OTC in 2016. He appeared on Show Me the Money 2 and 4, and then he joined Hiring Music in 2017, went into the military service in 2020, which, in hindsight, looking back, was probably a really smart move on his end, given the pandemic and everything, because they couldn't tour for a while, so you might as well just uh, get it done while you still can. And then he uh, was released in 2021 from the military and then left Hiring Music in 2022. Uh, music recommendations. Uh, he, he definitely is that... Um, how do I describe his music? Definitely more so, um, horny trap dude, (laughs) but not like juvenile, just like, I don't know how to describe it besides that, (laughs) um, which you could say, well, Maria, that's a lot of hip hop artists, but honestly, I don't know. That's just, that's his vibe, but it works out pretty well. He has kind of like an electronic rap singing kind of style, but it's not like annoying. It's like appropriately used auto-tune, which is good. Um, I would say my favorite songs from him or music from him, uh, the Boy Cold EP, which is an EP produced by producer Boy Cold. How convenient. Um, that's a pretty good EP. I like that a lot. Um, I like the single Is It Love, which features Moon Su Jin. He's collaborated with Moon actually quite a few times, so they're pretty frequent collaborators. Uh, the FL1P album. He also has an album that's called Flip, but I'm talking about the FL1P album. Uh, that one is a pretty good album. I like that a lot. And then he also has another collab album with producer Goosebumps called Officially OG. I like that one a lot too. And then there's Trap Art. Uh, another good album. Uh, recommend his stuff. He's uh, pretty popular, I think, amongst the scene. I wouldn't say amongst the general public, but at least amongst the scene, he's pretty popular. So give him, give him a look. He gets a gold star. He's fun. All right. These dudes need more music under AOMG. Give me more music, Han. He debuted in 2018 under Hiring Music, and he was on um, a high school rapper and one high school rapper, too. So yay. yay. Good job. Good job, Han. But we need more music from you, dude. Uh, I'm going to recommend is high school rapper single Barcode, which I, I think has been shown a feature on that one. I love Barcode so much. That's like one of my favorite songs. Yeah, Barcode's great. Mm-hmm. Barcode's a fun song. And then also his EP, uh, Travel Noah. Uh, yeah, he's been quiet since 2019 when it comes to music, besides the features he's been on under the AOMG albums. I don't know why. Because uh, I don't think he went to the military or anything. He's like Maybe he's finishing up school. He? Yeah, he's still, he's early 20s right yeah. now. So maybe he's uh, finishing up with school or taking care of some other stuff. I don't know. But he's been very quiet musically since 2019. It's it's now 2020, you know, recording this in 2022. It's like, come on, come Noah. On, come on, Helen. Come on, dude. You got you to gotta build the rest of your career up. Let's Let's get going. 
Uh, and then we got Woody Gochow, which I feel like he's our age. So, like, he needs to build up his career right. more, except he's in the military now. So, <laughs> he debuted in 2017 in, in higher music. Uh, he participated in Show Me the Money 6 and 8. And then he went to the military in 2021 after dropping uh, his EP Swoop. But before then, he also had an EP called Hashtag Go Child, and he was pretty quiet, too, um, as of recently. I Honestly, he needs to put out some more stuff, too, once he gets back, wherever he goes, if he's still with uh, higher music or not. But, um, yeah, he's good art. I think he's a pretty good artist, too, as well. So get some more music out, guys, both of you. That's your, that's your goal. Get more music out. Next, some rising stars. Um, <laughs> and this is funny now because... Uh, he, oh, that is incorrect. He did not join Offshore in 2011. That is uh, 2022. Well, sorry about that mistake. But uh, JB, also known as Death, and um, I think also Death Soul is his producer tag. He also, a member of GOT7, debuted as uh, part of the JJ Project in 2012, then in GOT7 in 2014, and then in Just2 in 2019. He joined Higher in 2021. He left and joined Offshore in, sorry, 2022. And I would say I like his single Switch It Up, but I haven't really listened to his other stuff. But yeah, good luck to JB. Uh, yeah, the weird moment that him and uh, Yugum were both under a J Park label for one hot second, I guess. One hot second. And then we also got a rising star here, actually. Big Naughty. Big Naughty. He debuted under Higher Music in 2019. He was on Show Me The Money 8. People wondered if he was going to be on High School Rapper, but he never ended up going on. And lately, he's been doing more of the singing thing, which I think is working out for him more. Um, Psyche is pretty good, though. It's a pretty good little rap single album. And then Nanman is his recent album he released, and it's really, really good. He also just showed up on a uh, Mamamoo single. I think it was the Mamamoo Plus duo. I like him. I like him. He's pretty good. A lot of people are big into him lately. Uh, I look forward to hearing what else Big Naughty got going up his sleeve. He's one to look out for, honestly. Pay attention to this dude. Pay attention to this man. Uh, some actual high school rappers, because I think they are still in high school, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, Tradell, who actually won High School Rapper 4, he joined Higher Music shortly thereafter in 2021, and he put out a few things. He put out White Knight, which is a single, and then his timetable, The Trip, which is an EP. Uh, yeah, pretty solid EP. Um, kind of, uh, want to say it's some generic trap, but I think he does a good job with it. I'm looking this forward to see how he grows as an artist. Uh, I do like the single Tangle a lot from him, so he has a lot of potential. And then we got Park Hyunjin. He's an interesting character because he was in uh, formerly of uh, Starship. He was a former Starship trainee. He also was in High School Rap before, and then he also joined Hard Music in 2022. So um, he has a Blank Fect single out now currently where it's mainly him singing because that seems to be the thing now that rappers kind are sing, singing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the most interesting thing about it is that he was a part of a little trio when he was still young known as, and they formed a little song called OGZ. And this single was produced by Groovy Room, who we will talk about shortly. And that features Anchillo who is now a rapper in his own right. And I think, I don't think he works independently, but I think he's under a small label or something like that. And then Joe Chan, who is currently a trainee under big hit music. Yes. <laughs> he is part of the trainee a group. Um, so interesting trajectories for everyone. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> that I have to, I'm so excited 
I won't get into a big thing about Joe and Sean right now, but I'm so excited for him to potentially debut in whatever this trainee eight group ends up becoming. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Ever since he was on OGZ and also Joe and Sean was on show me the money. I think he was on six, the same season that, um, one J was on. He actually lost to one J in the semifinals, oh. <laughs> um, which is funny, but, um, yeah, I am so excited for... Sorry, sorry, Park Hyojin. I'm more excited for Joe Cha at the moment. But I hope Park Hyojin does uh, succeed in the future, too. Because he has a lot of potential as well. But uh, Joe Chan, he is a legit good rap artist. He released a few singles, too, independently uh, while still in school. And he he's still in school currently, but he hasn't released too much. He released a couple songs on the Trainee A YouTube channel, but not, like, official singles or anything like that. Um, yeah, he's one to look forward to. Hence why I'm super excited for Trainee A, because Joel Chan is there. And I'm like, he's a legit good rapper. He's a legit rapper. Um, I'm super excited. Anyways, moving on. Back to this, um, company. Uh, PH1. There you go. Another, um, artist who actually is not technically, I think he became an American, but he technically, he's a naturalized citizen. Um, he was a rapper that debuted under Dominant Music in 2016, and he joined Higher Music in 2017. Is still there in Higher Music. He moved to Long Island from Korea at the age of 12. He actually went to Boston College, which is uh, close in my, I won't, relatively close to my backyard. Um, <laughs> I won't say I'm not going to dox myself, but it's close to my backyard. He got a BS in biology, actually, and worked as a dental assistant and at a web com- development company prior to 2016. So he's had an interesting career trajectory, um, for sure. I think it's worked out so far for him in the long run. Uh, his name is a combination of his surname, Park, his English name, Harry, and his Korean name, Won. Uh, I think it's, like, his name's, like, Juwon. I think Won's, like, Park's right, right. Korean name. Anyways. But, yeah. He's a pretty good artist, and I think he's the one that has benefited the most from the, uh, international aspect of higher music. It gives, um... The J Park labels, trademark. <laughs> the J Park labels a J- chance to J bring in people labels. from overseas. Yeah, because I think technically speaking, PH One is a naturalized American citizen at this point in time. Okay. So I don't think he has to do military service, which I guess is a good thing on his end. But um, yeah, um, he, yeah, he's a pretty good rapper. He's I think a good rapper for people who like K-pop to get into as well. He his style is pretty chill for the most part. Um, he sometimes it goes hard, but like he's just a good like his flow is pretty solid. He's a good rapper, and I think has brought a lot of fans into to pay attention to a uh, higher music as well. So he gets the gold star for that. What I recommend from him his single "Nerdy Love" with uh, Peck Urin. Let's go, Peck Urin. Let's go. Um, Halo, his first album. X, which is a mixtape, but to me it feels like an album, but whatever. And then, but for now, Leave Me Alone, which he very recently dropped. Um, Pretty good album. Recommend it. Check it out. Check him out. He's good. Like him. Next, Groovy Room, with their tagline, Groovy Everywhere. Mm. They are a producer duo of E. Huimin and Park Gyu Jun. They both debuted independently. 
um, as a as a duo in 2016 and joined Higher Music in 2017. And they in 21 they started the sublabel Area, which is a sublabel of Higher Music, and uh, currently have on their signed uh, artists Gemini and Miurani. And Huimen, notably recently this year, debuted as a uh, solo producer under the name Little Mosh Pit. Now, the interesting thing about his solo producer debut is they did an April Fool's joke where they said he was leaving the label, but, and then turned around and said that, oh, a new artist is joining, and then everyone's just like, I think it's Huimen. (laughs) And then it was him, and they dropped his album on uh, New Year's Day. I mean, sorry, not New Year's Day, April Fool's this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um... Fun, fun, interesting promotion strategy, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, it worked. Um, which I actually do like that album a lot. It's very much a trap hype album, but I am a sucker for that shit, so I'm here for it. Um, as for their own workouts, they have produced a lot, and I do mean a lot for a lot of people in um higher music and and just other artists in general. They're really good producers. Um, they also did a single with Nell, surprisingly, which Nell's a very famous uh, indie band. Uh, they did a single with them today, and they also did uh, they, all, they also have a collection of singles that are labeled under uh, Find Your Light. I think there's about six of them. I like those a lot, so recommend them. Pretty influential producers in the industry. They are name recognizable. Um, check them out. Uh, bonus, Mirani in your area, because she literally is. Uh, she debuted independently in 2020 and made it actually to top eight in Show Me the Money 9, one of the first females to get that that far. And then she was recently beaten by her friend since in uh, <laughs> Show Me the Money 10 for making it to top two. Since could have won that season. She was so close. Aww. But uh, her competitor, though, was really good. So, like, I can't hate on it right. entirely. But still, Sad. I'm like... We almost got a woman who won the show, uh. damn it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Minari did pretty well in the show. Pretty pretty decently liked, I'd say. Um, she joined Aria in 2021. Yeah, she's put out some singles. Sammy, I mean, sorry, Kayla. Wow, I'm confusing <laughs> names. Um, Kayla, I think you might like the Uptown Girl album because it's definitely more pop influenced. Okay. Yeah, you might like that album, um, actually. Uh, there's hip hop elements, but it's definitely more pop influence. Uh, she was on VVS. She was part of that team who did the VVS single. Uh, yeah, did great there. Um, she also has a single called Gasoline and also her very first debut single, The Detective, I like a lot. It does show her character a lot. That single fun, young, 20 something year old killing it. Yeah. Check her out. She's pretty solid. She's one of the better, um, I'd say female rappers to come up in recent years. So yeah, check her out. All right. Woo. We made, we're halfway through. Made it to the small, medium companies. What the title, it basically what the title says, but what they lack in size, they deliver in talent and some legacy too. Starting off with a big one. Um, feel good music. Founded by the power couple of Tiger JK and Yoon Mire in 2013. I like the way their names flow. It just works really well. Works so well. Um, so the group MFBTY was founded by this power couple and their Korean uh, Korean Kiwi uh, buddy, Rapper Busy, who joined the label in 2013. Uh, he's a, had a long, interesting history, too, in Korea. Uh, not a ton of music released underneath him, but he still has been around. He's a character. And former members also include uh, Marshall, who is one of the first openly gay... Um, I don't know 
if he's Korean, but like Asian artist to promote in Korea. That's pretty cool. And uh, Juno Flow, who is, I think, mainly focused on the States at this point. But uh, yeah. Uh, music Rex, I would recommend the MFBT, uh, the MFBTY crew. I would recommend the album Wonderland, Dreamcatcher, and Sweet Dreams, which is a single album. Uh, Dreamcatcher is an EP, and then Wonderland actually features, uh, features RM in a single, uh, Buku Buku. And that really starts the uh, kind of friendship RM has kind of continued with uh, Tiger JK, at least. So, Cute. yeah. I hope they both collab in the future now, more so. Um, we'll see. And then we also got the Feel Good uh, Company album. Pretty good album as well. Check it out. All right. The one, the only, BP. Uh, yes, BP. And in, in high school, so when she was in high school, she uploaded to SoundCloud some music, which Yumi Ray found. And actually, that was what prompted her to sign her to Feel Good in 2019. So there you go. Um, she participated on the show, The Fan, I think in 2019, and became a runner-up. And she notably, as of recently, signed to uh, 88 Rising, which is a, uh, I would say an Asian-based uh, music agency. Uh, 88 Rising has acts such as Nikki, um, Rich Brian, uh, Joji, who used to be uh, Filthy Frank on YouTube, uh, stuff like that. The Higher Brothers, which is like four Chinese rappers. Um, yeah. So they're, they're pretty big. They've been doing pretty well. So she's been signed on there for U.S. slash international promotions. She's a really good artist. She's a really freaking good artist. And she's a great artist to break into uh, this other music scene. Very palpable. Uh, recently, she actually showed up in a single. Um, she showed up in a Yena's uh, debut single, um, Smile. Um, or Smiley. Smile? It's Smile, right? Uh, yes, Smiley. Yes, Smiley. Yeah, so she showed up on there. Um, yeah, she's just, she's a great artist. Uh, I love her song, her debut song, Be New. So good. Uh, Restless is a really good song. Casino, which is, there's a, it's a longer title in, in Korean, but like that one's a perfect like bitch track where you're just like with your buddies in the club being like, we're the shit. That's a perfect song for that. Uh, or just at a casino, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the manual for people who want love is a really good EP. Uh, she also did a single with Dingo uh, called She's Got It. Um, I love the line she has where it's a pack of cigarette and condom in my pocket. Yes. Get it, girl. And then uh, her uh, one of her singles, Pado, which features a rapper, not as a vocally, but in the music video, it features the rapper Debo, which threw me for a loop because I'm like, what are you doing here, dude? What are you doing here as a model? I don't know what's happening, but uh, sure. But yeah, also a really good song. She has a great, fun music. Um, check her out. She's a fun personality. Also speaks uh, some English, so you'll be able to slightly understand her. Yeah, feels good. Yeah, she gets a gold star. Moving on. Yoon Min Rae. Uh, born Natasha Shanta Reed in Fort Hood, Texas, to a Korean mother and a black father. And she lived in Korea when her father was in the U.S. military. And he worked as a DJ in Korea, I guess. And was she was also unfortunately bullied in Korea for being mixed. Surprise, surprise. Is this surprising? No, it's unfortunate, but it's not surprising. And that caused her to drop out of school at 15, unfortunately. But it did start her music career and gave her a lot of free time to do music. So she debuted in Uptown in 1997 at the age of 16 and basically got Tasha from her 
original name as a stage name. And she formed a hip-hop and R&B duo, Tashani, Tashani, I think, with rapper Isua, uh, who was known as Annie, and in 1999. And they released one album called uh, Parallel Prophecies. Uptown then, this collective group Uptown broke up in 2000 after several group members were arrested on drug charges, including uh, her then-boyfriend, rapper Tiger, Tiger JK, who also was arrested and ended up spending a month and a half in jail. And she solo debuted in 2001 with the stage name T and now goes by Yumi Ray. And she married Tiger JK in 2007. They have a son named Jordan who was born in 2008. And now these days she still does release her own music but has found a good amount of success doing OSTs. And hey, she is both a rapper and a singer. So whatever gets you the money and OSTs do get yeah. some pretty good money. So there you go. Music wrecks from her from what I can find because she a lot of her older music hasn't made it to Spotify, unfortunately. But uh, Gemini 2 and uh, T3, you and Min Ray are both really great, powerful albums. I really recommend them. She is basically considered by a lot of people to be the best female rapper in Korea, which says a lot coming from probably arguably one of the more uh, successful mixed-raced Koreans. Um, really impressive. Support. I support her a lot. She she's done a lot for hip hop in Korea. Her and her husband, uh, which we will talk about in a hot second. But uh, yeah, highly recommend you just at least checking her out. She is a fantastic person and really shows that how to rap and how to sing perfectly and do both perfectly. Killing it. All right. Tiger JK, the grandfather of the Korean hip hop music industry. Mm. And also known to uh, Kayla, remember his uh, lovely tweet to um, the 2 p.m. member? Oh, yes, yes, Remember yes. with the Black Bean yeah, scandal? Yeah. What was it? Um, oh, God, what was it? That was the, uh, the one with yeah, the typhoon yeah, in Thailand, was, I, I guess. I don't remember what it is exactly, but it was very fun. I think it was like um, something. Oh, <laughs> he called him a bro or it something. Was, like, I'm something just like, oh, God. that was like super American terminology but it was like very funny like the way it was used oh god what was it god he's he's a character um <laughs> tiger jk god anyways um i'll continue talking for now but um he was born in seoul and actually moved to florida when he was 12. oh i found it uh it was oh, the yeah? hashtag prayers it was like not everyone's like that bro <laughs> keep speaking the truth though hashtag <laughs> prayers oh my god hashtag prayers jesus fucking christ um, yeah, so he was born in Seoul and moved to Florida when he was 12, uh, and then to LA for his teen years, and he spent his teen years in Los Angeles, California, where he attended Glendale Hoover High School in Glendale, California, and allegedly one of his classmates was, uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, that's really fun. And may or may not have gotten drugs from her, possibly. Anyways, or she, or he may have given her drugs, I don't know. Anyways, he graduated from UCLA with a BA in English, and then he went back to Korea and released his first solo album, Enter the Tiger, in 2000, uh, sorry, 1995. He went back to the States and met up with DJ Shine to form the group Drunken Tiger, and then their first album was released in 1998. And then that group actually had other artists as well. DJ J. Hig, I think Mickey Eyes and Roscoe Umali also joined the group too from 2000 to 2003. And then in 90, 1999 or 2000, I think, um, 
they kind of mess up the dates here from time to time. But uh, Tiger JK was arrested for alleged use of meth, which he claimed he didn't use in Korea. And it claimed he was found uh, guilty and uh, claimed he was found guilty of a false testimony from other Uptown members. And he spent the month and a half in jail and prison and was on probation for two years. DJ Shine and the other three members uh, left the um, group uh, Drunken Tiger. And Tiger JK basically continued to use the name until 2018. And him and you and Ray also, they got married uh, actually one month before his grandma died because his grandma wanted to see him married um, <laughs> uh, and had his son. And then they found it feel good in 2013. And he's been still releasing music here and there, kind of doing whatever and collaborating with uh, idols, particularly RM. Um, and yeah, he's just been kind of doing whatever and kind of accepting, you know, idols as kind of legitimate rappers in a way. So, which is good to hear from the grandfather of K-pop. I mean, sorry, grandfather of hip-hop in Korea. Uh, I would recommend, honestly, uh, Year of the Tiger and uh, Drunken Tiger X, the rebirth of Tiger JK, which is his last album using the Drunken Tiger name. Drunken Tiger name. Uh, both really good albums. Both, I think, an interesting beginning and an end to parts, to a part of his life and career. Uh, great artist for that. Hence why he got the gold star. He's the grandfather of Korean hip-hop. What can I say? Respect. All right, moving on to You Will Know. Founded in 2017, currently has Dean, Miso, Taber, and Rad Museum. Taber was on Show Me the Money 10, and he debuted in 2020. Uh, Miso debuted independently in, oh God, 2016, and has a brother, Maddox, under Q- KQ Entertainment. I think her brother may or may not be a trainee, but I'm not quite sure. And uh, Rad Museum debuted in 2017. Because um, these three, they not not too much known about Tab or known about Miso, Tab or and Rad Museum, but pretty good music though. Rad Museum released his um, album Rad this year. Um, one of my favorite singles of the year is on there called Offline. It's such a good single. Um, I love it. Miso, I would recommend her songs Take Me, Slow Running, and Alone. Uh, she seems to sing in English from what I remember. So... If you want a nice transition, you can start there. And Taber, um, I would say his Deep Ed mixtape and Electric Animal, which is a single, uh, both pretty good. He's He was on Show Me the Money 10, but he's more so like a singer, to be honest with you. So I don't know why he was on Show Me the Money 10, but uh, mm. again, singers. Really into singing yeah. recently, apparently. But most importantly, Dean, where is the album? He debuted independently in 2015 and joined You Will Know in 2017. He actually debuted with two English singles, actually. It also got, and ended up at some point getting his music recommended by Justin Bieber. <laughs> so, there you go. Justin Bieber knows Dean, which I love. I love it. Good job, Justin Bieber. I'm glad you're more worldly uh, in that regard. <laughs> he also infamously doesn't release music often, hence why, where is the album, Dean? We need the damn album. It's like, where is he at? <laughs> He, I don't know why. As of recent years, I don't know if it's because he's more of a perfectionist, but also maybe just trying to enjoy life slash doesn't, feels too pressured to release something that's subpar. He's been quiet musically. Yes. Um, I basically put all of his, I think, released music practically as my music recs, but um, he also was a judge on Show Me the Money 6. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Yeah. Uh, his 130 Mood TRBL album, um, really well-known, really popular, is a great album. I recommend it. Instagram became a huge single as well in Korea, by the way. Um, so good. Um, Howling 404, pretty good single as well. 
His single Dayfly is one of the last appearances of Sully, R.I.P. Um, and Rat Museum. Really good single. Um, I'm not sorry and put my hands on you are the uh, English singles he had, and he did he did one of them with Anderson Pac, which is Ooh, pretty big. Fun. Good job, Dean. Uh, yeah, I just want more music from him. He's a great artist, huge impact in Korean music. Um, just release some more goddamn music, dude. That's all. All right, Young and Rich Records, um, aka the Trap Company. Because basically, I mean, this is a trap haven. That's their logo. Uh, it's kind of hard to see because they kind of uh, supplanted it in uh, their album covers often. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's kind of hard to see. But uh, I couldn't find a better picture, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's, it's like, yeah. Anyways, it was founded in 2019 by rapper Super B and Uneducated Kid. It is a very trap-focused label. Super B is the more lyrical guy of this label. Everyone else is pretty much a trapper at heart, which is fine. But they all rap. Uh, currently, it has Lil' Gimchi, Royal 44, and Homies. It formerly had Yuzi on and Singer 12. And they also recently produced a competition show called Drop the Bit and uh, Lord. Um, so Drop the Bit is a competition show where uh, the people who win would get uh, Bitcoin. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hence the title. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the artists under this uh, show are actually going to appear in the upcoming season, Show Me the Money 11. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Anyways, um, Music Rex. Former artist, Yuzion. I would say her Young Trapper album, Melodic Rap Stars with a Futuristic... With Rapper Futuristic Swaver are both pretty good. Uh, yeah, she's been quiet since she left the label, though. So, uh, yeah, she also had a weird scandal where she didn't pay people who did features in her music. I don't know why she didn't. Uh, you should pay your people, girl. Pay your people. Um, let's see here. 12. Blue Line and Neo Soul. Uh, both pretty good projects. Uh, he's a good singer. He also showed up on the, uh, automatic single and the remix as well. So, uh, check him out. It's pretty good. Uneducated Kid. Uh, <laughs> the album cover for the kid of K-pop. <coughs> oh, good lord. It is funny. Um, he has... There was one of him with, you know, look at the mirror. He has braids because uh, that's often a thing. Yep. He likes yep, his yep. braids. And then uh, <laughs> the mirror is him with uh, K-pop style hair. Kind of similar to, like, uh, Jimin's hair at that's some point. That's interesting. Yes, he's apparently the kid in K-pop. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I also do like his single Drop Top, which came off of an album of his, but uh, Drop Top is kind of hilarious, and I kind of like it a lot. And then Super B, he's an interesting outspoken character as well. His He recently dropped a Gundam EP, which is pretty good, and then I think he had an album, Rap Legend 2, that I like a lot, so yeah. But who I'm going to talk about today is uh, the Migos. Oh, I mean the homies. Sorry, not the Migos. Um... The homies, homie deal. Uh, three buddies who uh, grew up together. All three of them were poor in a poor section of Seoul. Uh, Louie, sorry, from the left, Louie, Chin, and CK. All of them born in the year 2000. I think CK and Chin in particular actually are like less than, both of them are like six days apart birthday-wise. Crazy. Uh, they both de- they all debuted in GMPS in 2019 and joined Yun and Rich in 2020. And Chin 
in particular has been coming be is uh, more the standout member of the trio. He's been a lot more featured recently. I think he's dropped some solo work as well, a couple solo single singles, and they were all judges on Drop the Band as well. Uh, I recommend their album Generation, uh, the lead single off of that album. I know Jungkook reposted once on Instagram, so there's that. Uh, a recent single they dropped, K-Land, I like a lot. It's just fun, hype, trap music. Um, it's what I need. You know, sometimes you need, you're in the mood for some fun, hop, hype trap music, and it's perfect for you. And then we got the album Ghetto Kids, uh, which is what they released before they joined Young and Rich, which really talks about their days being poor, dealing with being poor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just on the come up. Uh, as you can see, Louie does like the braids, unfortunately, <laughs> but... uh. It do be like that. It's more so braided hair in Korean hip hop, I will say. I don't think it's done as a, it's one of those things that it's a gray area. Because I think people really do it because they like the style. It's nothing to be offensive. It's more so like they like the style of it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always an awkward area when it comes into that. But you'll notice that often. Uh it, I don't feel like it's as, I feel like it shows up from time to time, but it's not as prominent anymore, but yeah. Anyways, um, moving along to our next company, 8Ball Town, founded by uh, rapper slash singer Kieran in 2015. It's actually a surprisingly huge label in terms of the number of people in there, but it's not like a big label. It's more like underground people, if that makes sense. A lot of artists, but are most so underground. And the vibe is like an old school R&B, soul, city pop vibes, old school hip hop, that kind of jazz. And I say um, some music recs would be sfc.jgr. His singles 808, Amen, and the Bronze EP are pretty good stuff. I like him probably the most of the people I don't really know. And then Res, Red Sticky, uh, Uniqlo, and uh, Young Adult Fiction are pretty good singles as well. All right, let's talk about the uh, founder himself, Kieran Puff Dehi. Mm. Uh, he debuted in 2019 in uh, Label Music Found and then founded 8 Ball Town in 2015. He then also recently in 2020 debuted as an alto, his alto ego, ego, alter ego, Puff Dehi. Um, and then went on Show Me the Money 9 as Puff Dehi. So, yeah. The difference between these two is, uh, I would say uh, Kieran's more of a, like, um, 80s, early 90s, uh, New Jack Swing kind of R&B hip-hop style, while Puff Dehi is more of the crunk style of the early 2000s, if that makes sense. You know what I mean, Kayla? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, it's more so like, it's more so like, in Puffy, he, he tends to rap, he raps more so than he did as uh, Kieran, I would say. So, uh, yeah. Both aspects of his alter ego, pretty good. Um, I, I think the only one that's listed so far under Puffy, he is the P-Mix, volume one, I would say. And then the Moomin single, I think he's listed as Puffy, he. The rest is all as he's listed with uh, as Kieran. Uh, Josh, no, actually, Joshua May is under Puff Dehi. I'm sorry. Um, and then Club 33 with EP, the EP with Suman. Oh my god, uh, number one, I love Suman. Number one, she's fantastic, but we won't talk about her today. Sad. But uh, number two, Club, e- Club 33 is fantastic. You have to listen to that album. Like, I will say, Kayla, listen to Club 33. It's so okay. much fun. It's so much fun. 
Uh, you know, in the house, I would describe it as a. Uh, I think it has producer you know on there. That's why it says you know in the that house. Would make but sense. uh, I would say um, it's mainly uh, I would I would describe that album as a uh, pump up the jam the album. If you had different variations of the type of club music as pump up the jam, you know, pump up the jam, pump it up. I don't know if you know that song, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's like an early '90s, late '80s like dance club song. Yeah. Uh, so I would say pump up the jam the album is how I would describe <laughs> that album. So if you like that style of older uh, club dance music, I would recommend that album. And then The Town, which is uh, I think the last big album he did as a Kieran so far. Uh, I would recommend that album. It's a fun album. Really like it. All right. Other artists. Uh, Mioni. Uh, she debuted in 2019 under Inplanet and then later joined Eight Ball Town shortly thereafter. She ho- she of course appeared in the sing with in the song Ghosting with uh, Wu Wan Jay and we talked about that earlier. But the big th- but where did they meet to discuss it and to clear the air that they're not dating on her show Mioni's Yorozi, which airs on AOMG TV and now actually does air on actual TV. I forget which TV channel. But uh, yeah, her show's now going uh, to cable, which is great. Good oh, for her, fun. honestly. I love it. Besides her music career taking off, uh, the, uh, the, 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 that show is giving her props. She meets with a bunch of different artists, too, and other famous people on that show. She cooks some food, basically, and they talk and chat and blah, blah, blah. So it's fun. And uh, yeah, um, so she also, some other singles I like from her is... Uh, WGC, which is, I guess, her one single that's a rap song <laughs> that she kind of does with uh, Yumda, which is funny. Um, it's just funny seeing those two together in a single. And then In My Room is a really good album. Uh, I like that a lot. Check her out. Bronze. Producer Bronze. Literally city pop the house down. That's all you need to know. He does the city pop well. Besides Millennium. The Millennium EP is the exception. That's more of an early 2000s style EP that does not involve City Pop, but it's still a great EP. But otherwise, East Shore, Aquarium, and Skyline are all three really great City Pop-influenced albums. So uh, check them out. So good. Hello, it's Editor Kayla here again. Second week in a row, the episode has gone too long, so you know the drill now. This is going to be split into two halves on all of our podcasting platforms, but both of them will be coming out at the same time. So yeah, go ahead and listen to both parts whenever you feel like. Okay, bye!